about them Kirk Cousins? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, pay him or don't pay him? Oh no, nah, you gotta pay him, man. Can you can't BS him? There's not many better options. Who <laughs> Colt? You the second Redskins fan I heard ask for Colt McCoy. What is Kirk Cousins doing? Alright, we, we good. We popping now, folks. I mean, Coach should have told him, don't try Dominique Rogers. Come on. Happy New Year, everybody out there. Welcome back to the Barbershop 2017. I am your host, Mark Ray, playersvoice.com. Welcome in. Happy New Year to you, my brother. Damar Johnson, how you doing today, bro? Happy New Year, man. I'm doing great. Man, glad that uh, glad that you're back. Glad that we're here. And the man behind the scenes, A1, how you doing, brother? I'm great. What's going on, Barbershop family? That's right. I hope everybody out there had a good Christmas, happy holidays, um, and everything else for that matter, and a safe New Year's. And we're, we're glad that you're even back here, safe, around for another year and another a better year for the um, Barbershop family. Start off yeah, by letting you, letting you know about our sponsor, SNL AC and Heating. That's www.s. S, excuse me. S and L. S and L. Right. So the, the website is S L A I R dot org. You can reach at 301-807-4268. Serving the entire Washington, DC area. That's S and L heating. As it's starting to, it's gonna be getting cold soon, folks. So make sure your uh your heat is working because you don't want to be on the wrong side of a cold day. Um, so much to talk about. So, so you fumbled on that one, man. Yeah, I, all of a sudden I can't read my own hand. It's the right. same exact paper you've been reading know, from the I whole. Know. I took two weeks off. Man. <laughs> took two weeks off, and I can't read my own handwriting. That's that's kind of. I feel like it didn't say that. <laughs> but hey, whatever, man. You know we're blowing up. Like, ooh, can't wait to get to that one right there. All right, so much to talk about. Um, since we last talked, DJ, um, I wanted to get in here last week, and we just didn't get a chance to talk about it. But um, a personal uh, note right for you, I'll start there in the show. Your former coach decides that he wants to sell a book, not write a book. <laughs> he wants to sell a book, and he figures the best way to do that is to attack the biggest name that he's associated with or the most controversial name, I would say, that he's associated with. So, so many different levels to get into on this one. Um, we're not, we could almost make an entire show about it, but yeah. we won't. So, I, I'll just, I'll give you the floor to speak freely about one. What you thought about your coach doing that? Two, do you agree with any of that? And uh, three, just you know what your reaction was when you saw that. And and you know Kenyon, who he said something about, I know is more than just a teammate. And I mean, I know you and Melo. Not to say there's anything bad about you and Melo, but I know you guys are teammates and, and probably and friends. But I know Kenyon is a guy that you look to as a brother. Mm-hmm. So go when you when you hear this and he's literally attacking friends and teammates. What's your first thought? I wasn't surprised. You weren't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. I mean, it's George. George is like that. George says what he wants to say, and and George don't care. He's went to the media before, and you know, said certain things, and um, you know, guys didn't like, it and he can care less. I, I, I don't. I'm sure he maybe want to sell books, but George don't need the money. 
I mean, he he's told me before. He said, "Man, I got more money than I've ever need. Only thing I don't have in life is an NBA championship." Okay, so that, so let's so let's go with that then, because I agree with that. I'm sure he doesn't need the money because he has made plenty of money. So then, if it's not about money, it has to be about attention. It could be that. It could, what could it be about? If it, I mean, if it's not about money, which I, I'm sure it isn't, mm-hmm. attention. Maybe. Maybe it's just how he feels. I mean, it's 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 kind of weird. Especially I, I don't doubt that it's how he feels. I, I don't think that's up to debate. I'm <laughs> sure that's I, I'm sure that's how he feels. Just, you know, I don't think he why, made it up. Why? Why is what you what you what you trying to figure out? Why? Why say it? What What do you benefit by saying those things about Carmelo? Mm-hmm. Um, here's my thing, and you know, people want to say. I feel like once you anybody is an athlete or anything that we do as a profession, you have the right to be critiqued on because it's what you do professionally, no matter what it is. So if you would like to say Carmelo Anthony is the worst basketball player I've ever coached, fine. You want to say he's a ball hog, fine. You want to say he, you know, X, Y, and Z, anything. He's not a good shooter. He's not a whatever. When you start talking about his raising and being selfish in life, um, mm. using people, those are personal attacks that mm. one. Uh, you're a coach, which is supposed to be a leader, and I don't think right. that that's what leaders are supposed to do. Um, almost at that point, you know, he gets a hold of Melo at what 19, 20 years old, yeah. and you're you know old enough to literally be his father. So you, you know, you're supposed to be trying to to groom this man to be a man, and instead of doing that, you're you're critiquing him as a person. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what things get out of bounds. And and you're talking about. You know, he didn't have a father figure there for X, Y. And, and, you know, it's almost like you're also making passing judgments on people, a lot of people who aren't raised without, um, yeah. with their father. And when I saw Canyon coming out and saying, I feel like you're attacking the way my mother raised me. Right. I agree with I, Kenyon. I agree too. And Kenyon said another thing that was, um, he was right on, he was right on point about that. I was actually talking to, um, I was on the phone with Island today. We was talking about this whole this whole situation. Iverson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was um and I was like, man, he ain't say nothing about you. He's like, nah, if he didn't say something about me, we we'd have known by now. And he was like, man, George ain't had no problem with me. But, but about about Did what you, you but okay, fine. Did, did you feel like he had a problem with Melo when you were there? He had he had his issues with Melo. And he he he, he like he'll tell me like it'll be stuff during a game or whatever. He might he told me before, pull me to the side. Like, yo, when I'm when I'm saying something to, when I'm yelling at you, I'm really yelling at Mello through you because I can't directly say this to him because he he just don't know how to receive it. And I say, I know because I know damn well I ain't do that's nothing that's, wrong. That's not like, kind of cowardly. And he said, and this is else, this is what else he said. He said, he said, I'm a I'm a hell of a coach. I know my stuff, my basketball, but I'm not a great. Um, where you say psychologist or something like I'm psychiatrist. not psychiatrist. Yeah, some psychiatrist, something like that. I'm not great with dealing with the all these you know different egos and all that. I mean, and that's part of being a coach. The job. That's part of, yeah, that's part of the mean, co- He was basically just saying, man, I'm good at basketball. I know my basketball stuff. All the other stuff, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not a big fan of. And and I, I I I think that's that's a big problem, dude. Yeah. To me, you know what I hear when I hear that? It's the same thing we were having the conversation with Lamont is of Adrian Peterson said, I'm good at running the football. Yeah. I don't do the blocking and catching and all that. Like, yeah. that's part of it, dude. Yeah. I mean, a matter of fact, in coaching, one could argue that's the biggest part of it. You it's, know, I it mean, plays, it plays a huge, it plays a huge role. And, and with George, and with George is like, you know, he got his, he's, he, he got a big ego just like the players. Mm-hmm. And, and, 
but 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 he also got a little cool stuff about him too which keeps like some guys might might really like him a lot of guys might not the guys you know the with with you know big egos too they might not like George cuz they'll clash clash with him but George do he he does little cool stuff with his team I mean I think his speeches are great he does know his basketball he give great speeches and he got some like he do bribe stuff like you know you score 110 a day, no practice tomorrow. You make this shot from halftime, we won't practice. He do a lot, of, like a lot of little cool stuff. Other coaches, you know, haven't done. Is but, he the only person you seen do that? Yeah. While that, you're in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what was your first conversation with Kenyon? Um, I said you first. Let, let's just walk through. You first hear this. Go. I guess I'm assuming you see yeah. like everybody else scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. Do you pick up the phone and text Kenyon? You call him. Are you? Are, what? What was your thought process? I, I called. I said, "Hey." What's up with George, man? He said, I'm just hearing about it now. I ain't, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just about to, you know, read it or look at it now. I'm gonna hit you back. So he, um, he, he, I, I talked to him like, you know, a day later. He was like, I don't know if you've seen already, but I'm on Twitter and I'm going off. <laughs> and he said, I'm about, he said, I'm about to go do, I'm about to go do this show, yeah, whatever. He did a couple of them. Yeah, he did a couple of them. Yeah. So yeah, I went, I went and read his tweets. You know, he, you know, he got me laughing. And, um, then I went and, and I, and I seen the show he did. And the point I was going to make earlier is, is what, is what he was right about is George talking about him and Melo, Kenyon and Melo not having a father, which leads to them. They got too much money, no father, so they don't know how to handle that. But then he, then he says, JR's father's too involved. So it's like, it's like, which is it? You know, you want you, you get mad at one father's too involved. Now you mad at these guys because they never had a father that was involved at all. It's like you you being hypocritical. Not only that, and the funny thing is that lost in all of this. It's about five or six, maybe seven years ago. ESPN does a little special about George Carl and when he first was diagnosed with the cancer mm-hmm. and his relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. And in that piece, he talks about how this cancer was a blessing in disguise because it got him a chance to be closer to his son because. Mm-hmm. He was no part of his son's life right. at all. Said that in his own words, I was a complete, had nothing to do with my son. Not right. on some deadbeat thing, like I'm sure he's financially taken care of, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, but because he had been a coach for his entire life, that he never was an actual father to his own son. So mm-hmm. that to me leans itself to the, you know, the glass house and throwing stones sort of situation. And again, I, I just don't understand why that's up, why, why Carmelo Canyon and Jr.'s upbringing is in your book? Well, I don't know. I don't know why their upbringing is in his book. I mean, right. But at some point in time, if you write a book. I mean, you probably do got to add some kind of juice in there. But I think the thing with him and Kobe, his son, mm-hmm. is is exaggerated. Because when I was going to these NBA camps, as you know, coming out of high school, as a as a youngin, Kobe was there. So I've been knowing Kobe and seeing Kobe. For for a long time, I don't. For maybe he wasn't there on a day to day, like a regular dad is. But since before George is my coach, seen him at these camps. When George is my coach in Denver, Kobe was around. So it wasn't like he was just one of them sons that just never was there. Kobe was always there. Kenyon said he was the worst coach you ever played for. Yeah, Kenyon is mad at him. Okay, he was pissed at him. I mean, but I think more so because you got who Kenyon had Lawrence Frank. Who was one of the coolest coaches ever? Lawrence Frank and Byron Scott, them guys were cool. Um, and then George, George, like I say, George knows his basketball, but George do some real a hole stuff. You know what I mean? Like he lost Kenyon in Denver when he was um 
he he kind of went to the media and is basically said Kenya was basically faking an injury because Kenya playing, you know, with with a bad knee. He's out there playing. I remember one day a shoot around. Um, Kenya, you know, was watching the shoot around, and he was like, "Kenya, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you know, be a part of this." And he's like, "I'm looking." He's like, "Do you want it now? Or do you want it later?" George is like, "I want it now. We'll deal with it later when it comes." And Kenya was just like, "Man, I'm out here, you know, damn, their leg about to fall off, busting my butt, you know, for for the, for my team." And you basically go to the media making the same like, "I'm faking an injury." And that kind of stuff. He lost Kenya at Kenya, that point. Well, at that particular instance, what did Kenya come out and partake in the drill? Or it was just no, no. <laughs> okay. Kenya, Kenya was pissed, and I, and one day at practice, like George just followed Kenya around trying to talk to him. Kenya just walking away from me. He's like, he was telling our GM Kiki, man, tell him leave me alone, man. This is after the media thing. And I'm like, because Kenya, if if Kenya one of them guys that if 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 you his guy, he'll do anything for you. Mm-hmm. But if you not. If you, especially if you go against, you go to the media and say he's faking an injury. You know you'll you'll lose him at that point. Did he ever yeah. say anything to him about it, Kenyon? Did he have, or he just mentally checked out on he, George Carl? I say not the team, but on George Carl. No, nah, he 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 mentally he mentally checked out on George. I think it got better after after a while. I think they they got over it a little bit, but it was always there. Could you tell the whole time that there was that Kenyon and Carl just wasn't? I'm mean, excuse me, <laughs> that Carl and and um Carmelo just wasn't clicking. Or were there I good times? There were good times because, especially you know, that first year. I mean, I mean, we we were winning for the most part. We just couldn't beat the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And we lost one year to to um to the Clippers. Then they lost to the Lakers the year after I left. But it it, it was good times. But you seen when you know guys had their misunderstandings. There was stuff. There was stuff that 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 Melo didn't do that he should have that he was asked to do. But you know, Melo, like man, we winning games. <laughs> I'm. I'm scoring, damn near thirty. You know, get the mother guys to do that stuff, basically. Now I'm gonna say because you've always—I don't know if it's just you taking the high road or it's just you being you—you've yeah. always spoke pretty highly of jo- of George Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, a one for years has heard me say I think he's a complete loser, like mm-hmm. just in every aspect of the game. When it comes now, I don't. I when you say he knows his basketball, mm-hmm. I don't doubt that for a second. Because I've you had a lot of coaches, and you, you and, can't coach for twenty seven years and not yeah. know basketball. Go ahead. Yeah, like like I had a lot of coaches, and nobody. I wasn't in San Antonio that long, but I told you, I told you, pops, it's not, it's not even close. Right. And there's guys who who who, who some know their stuff, some don't. Some good players coach guys. Like I had, you know, Quinn Snyder, who's doing great with Utah right now. When I had him in the D League. Quinn was just mostly like a player's coach. You know, he, the guys loved him. He was the coolest guy ever. You you want to play for guys like that. X and O wise, you know, we just is pretty much free to do our own thing. George was kind of like we, he had, he, he didn't really, you know, teach a lot of defense, but our, <laughs> our players were good. We could score the ball. And like I say, what I loved about George, he, he really gave some hell of a speeches. He'll get you ready to play games. And a lot of the coaches I've, I've, you know, been with, they, their speech game wasn't 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 like that. You now l- let's talk about. We've often talked about that Denver team you had, where talent wise, outside of Jr. as the sixth pick in the draft, you might be the lowest guy. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you got Kenny the number one overall, Iverson the number one overall, um, Melo as a three overall. Mello, yeah, Mello uh, three. Yeah, three, three overall. Yeah. Yourself is six. Jr. Mar- was also a lottery. Marcus, Marcus Camby was, was a 
two, two to Iverson. Two, two to I- so they're in the yeah. same draft. Yeah. Iverson was the one. Mm-hmm. Camby's the two. Same draft. We had Joe Smith on the team as the number one. I pick. mean, so the Name talent is like eight. Yeah, right. Eight. So yeah. all of this talent, he literally has six to seven guys on his team who are drafted top top ten overall. Mm-hmm. A handful of them number one. Mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to bet it might be the most number one overall picks on the same team and in, in NBA history. Do you feel like those teams? He got the most out of those teams. Because I've heard you say that you were losing the teams that you guys thought you were better than. We were talent wise, we're better than the Spurs. Yes, but we, 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 we couldn't beat the Spurs because we didn't play. We didn't. We just didn't. We they just they they played the right way. They they defended. They played the right way. They were more experienced and they just were smarter, basically, and more prepared. And the funny thing is, both times I played the Spurs in the playoffs, we went into San Antonio game one and took and took game one both times. And ain't won another game after that. <laughs> you know, Pops adjusted and, and we, Carl didn't. we didn't readjust. And, and it got because, ugly, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it got ugly. And I, I don't know if he, it wasn't him not getting the, the most, the most out of them teams. I mean, they, we were also, you know, we, we, we wasn't the most disciplined team in the world. Absolutely. We had a lot is, of talent. But, 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 right, but is that not part of a coach's job? Yeah, it is part of the coach's job, but it's also when you got all of them guys on the same team. You know, we we were, you know, all all high picks, all talented guys, but you know, we we like I say, we we just wasn't disciplined. We had the stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know, besides basketball. I I I agree, and I and I just wonder how much of that is George Carl's fault. Now, because I I think what you what you said is one hundred percent accurate, and that I don't doubt for a second that he knows his X's and O's, and that's great. Um, I think such a large part of it is managing. I think there's two yeah. different coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Like, in my book, I feel like Larry Brown is as good as you're going to get basketball mind. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson is about as good as you're going to get in terms of making the things work you know whatever the two completely different coaches and i think they both earn their own you, you respect them differently yeah. but the thing is is that you need to do that and uh, and a handful of times that i've you know had one-on-one conversations with iverson i remember one time i you know it's the topic of larry brown came up and this isn't just just uh pr talk he really speaks extremely high of yeah. larry brown yeah. like he's a very big larry brown fan mm-hmm. now when i say to you things like like I think, like Larry Brown is the type of guy that gets the most out of not good teams. He gets the most out of his players. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like George Carl is the exact opposite, and he gets the least out of a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. When I say to you, the first number one seed to ever lose to an AC in the playoffs, yeah. that's George Carl. Mm-hmm. That, with that suit, that Seattle team that won sixty games, losing to a Nuggets team that many didn't even know, you know, snuck into the to the playoffs. Then I say the first dream team, U.S. Olympic team, to lose a game. It's coached by George Carl. They didn't lose one game. They didn't lose two games. They lost three games. Mm-hmm. And they started, they started getting blown out after a while. And that's George Carl's team. The first time a team has ever led the, at the all-star break and not made the playoffs. That would be George Carl when, uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. First time a team has had three all-stars and not made the playoffs. That would be George Carl. And like, there's such a track record of him losing with talent that I don't know how you ignore that. Yeah. That, that, that's my beef with him. It has, and as people have always said, oh, you must have something based on DJ. And I said, DJ's never told me anything but positive things about George right. Carl. But right. the fact is, I'm not going to ignore the right. amount of talent that he has and he right. somehow found a way to lose with. Right. And every time you hear his name involved with getting caught up with star players, 
whether it's, you know, insert name here. And, you know, that's fine. I don't doubt that, you know, a lot of these guys are, are knuckleheads. But the fact is, is that you, you know that when you took the job. And what did you do to fix the situation? You know what I mean? When you went to Sacramento, you knew what Boogie Cousins was. Yeah. What did you do? Right. What did you do to, to, to nurture that relationship? Right. You know, that, that's my, that's my thing with George Carl. And, and that whole, the book thing, just disgusted by it. Just, and, and, and it's bigger than George Carl to me. It's, mm-hmm. it's just the concept that I don't think there's a place in it for, to be, to, and your book, if you're, it's your book, make it about your life. Talk mm-hmm. about your relationship with your son. Leave Melo and Kmart's relationship with their parents out of it. And then, like you said, if JR's dad is too involved, this person's dad is not involved. I mean, so what the hell are you? Right. The dad meter? No, I feel you. I mean, he, he he screwed me over more than he did all them guys. You know, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to keep it real. Hey. If, if I think he's, you know, he can do some things. If I think he's good, he's good. If I don't don't think he's good, and I'll say he's not good. But I'm just going to keep it real. Okay. But the thing about Damian Lillard is what really. Yeah, like, yes, yes. What was yes, that about? Yes. You don't I, know this kid. You ain't coached this kid. What is that never about? Never say never even met him. And he said that I, I'm going to say. That it can't be the because he knows the coach. Coach is yeah. from his coaching tree yeah. and, and worked underneath him. Yeah. He says it's not the coach. So first of all, who said something was wrong in Portland? <laughs> what, what, I have no idea how that's even brought up. When we sat here last year and did the um, our NBA preview, and we said they lost four out of five starters and replaced none of them, we were like, well, "Good luck to them." I thought they have a horrible year, and they finished with like the fourth of the fifth seed in yeah. the West. Yeah. Mind you, George Carl was coaching in the West, and his team ain't do anything. Yeah. So he says, I think, you know, can't be the coach, so it must be Damian Lillard. Who said anything was wrong in Portland? What was wrong with Portland? And I'm glad, and I like what Terry Stott said. I mean, Terry was like, man, George gave me my shot, man. I appreciate George for, you know, for, for giving me my shot and this and all that, but he need to worry about himself and leave my team alone. Like, yeah, I mean, you have your own yeah, team. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, is that, when he says, you know, Melo is selfish and he's da-da-da-da, and this is the reason he's never won anything, my question becomes, well, what's your excuse? Yeah. Right? So if, if, we, if we've pinpointed Melo's reason for why he's losing, it's because he doesn't have a father. That's the reason he doesn't have any championship ring. What's your reason for losing? Right. You've been in this league 27 years and have won no titles. Right. So, you know, it, come on, man. Stop it. Still, I could go on for days. Stop it. Um, overall, I mean, just you just not you just find yourself just not surprised. Just that's just Carl being Carl. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, the, the, what surprised me, like I said, with the Damian Lillard thing. I mean, guys, he's coached if he feels a certain way about them, and he just he's just talking stuff. I mean, like I said, because he'll sit there, he'll have a conversation with you and be like, man, <laughs> this guy right here, man, he just doesn't get it. He's just this, this, and that, and he don't, he don't mind saying he don't mind saying how he feels because he he feels like. In life, he's won in life. That only thing, like I said, only thing he don't have is an NBA championship. If that's all you're going to say he don't have, aside from that, he's pretty good. You know what? One time I got an opportunity to, the first time I, I, w- I was very hard on Gary Williams. I was not a Gary Williams fan I, for a lot of reasons. And at, at the time, to be honest with you, in hindsight, I didn't know a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first time I got a chance to sit down, it was after a practice, and I got a chance to sit down one-on-one for about 15 minutes. Just me and Gary Williams were talking. Uh, uh, we were doing an interview with Mouton. And he just sat down and talked. He said, hey, ask me who I was, da-da-da. And I said, you know, I, to be honest with you, I just want to ask you about certain people who never developed while we were here. And he listened. And, you know, I told him names that I thought, you know, 
that they came in and four years later they were the same player. And without throwing anybody under the bench, he said, with throwing anybody under the bus, he said, you know, a lot of stuff. I can see you really know your basketball and that you're a diehard fan. He said, all I'm going to tell you is, is that I can tell people to do things and tell them what to do to get better. But if they don't do them, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. And he didn't have to say, I told this said kid to do X, Y, and Z, and he didn't want to work on it. He said, all those weaknesses that you said that you have, he said, I recognize that, and I told those people that, and I told them what to do to get better about that. Yeah. And he said, now, if they didn't want to do that, that's on them. Right. But he didn't say anybody's name, didn't say, oh, this kid was just uncoachable, yeah. that kid never da-da-da-da, yeah. and, and it was just, I had a different, I was like, you know what, that's that's very true. Well, you know, college is different. It is. And, and even in, to that point, it, there's been stuff, you know, George has told Melo plenty of times, hey, yo, pass the ball out the double. Stop pump faking and shooting the fadeaway and all that where guys are open. And if Melo decides not to do that, that's on Melo. But in college, your coaches are so, have so much control. You know, I, um, I went to, you know, my Sensing Temple game the other day and, you know, a guy was in a game 10 seconds, set a legal screen. He was out of the game so fast. You know, they'll, they'll pull you in, in college for anything and, you know, and not give you the chance to really develop how you could give you that game experience because, you know, you're, the, the leash is so short on some of these guys. Like, we had a guy on our team when I was in Cincinnati who was, who was really good in high school. Big 6'10", 7 foot. Coach just thought he was too heavy. He's like, man, this kid's like 275, 280. He's like, man, you're not playing until you're 250. And while we practicing, he's running, running around the stadium, <laughs> running stairs. And this was a guy who potentially maybe, you know, could have, could have been good. But I mean, he, he, did he ever get it, to 250? Hell no, right? No. I mean, uh, he might have got, I think, what, what time he got like the 255 or something then on the weekend. He was like 270 and coach was like, man, you gained 20 pounds this weekend. <laughs> man, that's hard effing work, man. Yeah. Like he, was, <laughs> he went off. Yeah, but he, he never ended up pan, panning out and, and he was actually a good player. But you, know, but you know, in college, you just don't, you know, if, if, if coaches got so much control, you know, if some of it's on you, but you know, if you ain't able to, they not, you know, putting you in position to, to get better, then you ain't going to get better. Hey, one, uh, see a whole bunch of comments about anything that we need to chime in there? Will Dixon had a uh, question for DJ. He said, um, is it normal for players to refer to their former coaches by their first name? Um, I don't usually. I mean, George, George, you know, I, I, I usually call it George, George, but even like, I usually call all my coaches coach, even high school. Like, I don't know why. Maybe that's just a respect thing. Anything else in there, anyone? I need the one of them. No, that that was the only major thing. I see Shaquille's name over there. I can't see if he said anything. He said uh, he was talking about the Spurs a lot. He said um, Spurs are like the Patriots. Patriots. Popovich is the Belichick of the NBA. Oh, yeah, um, that's that's that that's. I mean, that's well documented. I, mm-hmm. I mean, those are just well run or, organizations. But yeah. I, the thing is, is that I think those are well organizations because of those two figures. And mm-hmm. likewise, the reason that we can say they're well run organizations is because those two guys do it. I think that you can equally say a lot of the organizations that George Call has been a part of are poor run organizations because of him. And when something like the Iverson trade happened, is that, um, was George Call the GM? No. So do you think he has – how does that work with, like – and I remember it was after, uh you know, the fight and the suspension and all of that, mm-hmm. and you guys were low on players, whatever the case may be. Does that – when you got an opportunity to trade and get Allen Iverson, 
Is that being run by George Carl? Does, you know, how do you, what do you think? I mean, I'm sure you have a better guess than is George Carl saying, do, do they have to at least say, get his okay? So, so I'm saying, I mean, teams are different. When you got, you, you, you would, you would really like ideally for your, your GM and your coach to be on the same page. Right. That's not, that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, they, they might not agree. Like, like I got a deal right here and this is my job too. If I got a chance to bring this player in, cause sometimes maybe the GM might be thinking about what's better for the team. It'll be sales wise and marketing and, and all of that. But for George, it's all I care about is winning games. But if you can bring, if I can bring Allen Iverson to Denver, it's like, how, how can you, as a GM, it's like, shoot, I ain't, I ain't giving a mellow. How can I not? Mm. And for George might be like, man, I might not want that headache with my team. But as a GM, like I learned, even when I learned that this summer when the GM, when the GM, um, camp I went to was like, you got to think about basketball side and you got to think about the side, you know, of, of you know, marketing your team. Mm-hmm. Do you think George called one it, Iverson? I don't know. I don't know. Did I mean, you ever get a feeling one way or the other? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get a feeling one way or the other, especially at that time when we, we, we trying to make the playoffs and we lose Melo 15 games. We lose JR. Kenyon's hurt. And we, we needed, we needed to bring somebody in there. I don't think nobody was opposed to that at that time. I w- do you think that deal doesn't get done if it weren't for those suspensions? Or, or do you think that just, it just so happened to line up that way? I'm not sure. I, I heard nothing of them talks before. <laughs> just one day you're yeah. just there and all of a sudden yeah. they're like, well, Iverson's coming. It's like, what? <laughs> Never heard any rumors <laughs> Never about heard nothing. Any rumors about anything. And next thing I know, you know, Alice's coming. I'm like, whoa. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you instantly think, oh, what, a, where am I going? Like, your contract? Cause you were on a one year deal. Mm-hmm. Nah, I didn't cause I had, I had, I had a deal that was in place. Regardless of what happened, and they didn't honor that deal, but I was like, regardless what happened, if I play great, I'll go get a better deal. If not, this deal was here waiting for me. Did you? Do you now hold that? Because I, I mean, I'm well aware of the situation. Do you hold that against Carl and the organization, or do you just see that as business or business or not? It's not business is business. You gave me your word. It's both. It's both because for one. It was there was other 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 deals I could have taken, and but I wanted to be there in Denver. All my friends was there. We 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 were winning. I thought we were going to be you know better and better as the years went on. You feel comfortable telling what the situation is? Um, I mean that's not me. I don't. It's not my situation to tell. So that's I mean I basically I basically said it. They promised me a deal that'd be there, and they didn't honor it. I mean, but but they you know they fired my GM, and then while I'm holding out trying to get my deal, George. You know, he, he set me on the bench because I'm holding out for my deal. He didn't play me as much as he did the year before. So it looks like, you know, they shouldn't honor the deal. The new GM's like, no, we can't give DeMar this deal because we'll be over the cap and all that. And, um, so it was, it was a little bit everybody because, you know, George knew, George knew that, you know, I'm holding off for money that they basically, that they promised me. And, you know, I'm, I'm out there, I'm buying big houses because I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm making a minimum. And, you know, I got a million and a half dollar house in Denver and four cars. And I'm like, because the least I'm going to make is this deal they gave me. And I don't think I'm going to take that deal because I'm thinking I'm going to play better and get double that. And they just kind of, it was out of my hands really because, I mean, I did everything I was asked. And they just, you know, decided to screw me over. Did you, um, did you ever say anything to Carl about it? The coach? Sorry, whatever you want to call him. 
Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Personal, like, yeah, yo, dude, what's up? Because when I came back, not like that. I mean, I talked to the other guys, and they would say they wouldn't get the deal done. But when I came back from my holdout, um, you know, George was like, man, he, he was upset that I was holding out. And I'm like, how? You knew the situation. Give me my money. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't even play. I ain't play until this is the year before AI came. I ain't play like the first five games. I didn't play until we played Philly. Coach's decisions. Yeah. Didn't play. So not small amount of I missed like, like two weeks of a training camp. Mm-hmm. I ain't even suit up. As soon as we played Philly, oh, my God. <laughs> How is that physically possible to knock everything over, yeah? I saw, I saw the mic drop, so he goes from that, knocks over that. Look, he's about to knock over stuff again, yo. This dude is unreal, man. In the middle. In the middle of the story. He, but he, goes from, he just dropped the microphone, goes to reach for that, knocks over one camera, then knocks over the other camera. That's a special oh, dude shoot. right there, man. You can't even make this I'm stuff I'm glad up. to feel y'all still stayed in there. That dude is wild, man. Oh, man, that was funny. <laughs> Why were you even moving? We're back, folks. That's that. If you for you people who wonder what A one does, that's what he does. <laughs> so, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I ain't play like the first five games, so we got the Philly game coming up, and I've always got it, got it, Allen well. So I ain't play until the till the Philly game. He was like, "Man, I'm not gonna let no GMs, I mean, no agents run my team because the agent we had our agent had like five players on that team, and everybody joke around. Oh, don't Dan Fagan's a GM mm-hmm. the Nuggets. George ain't like that." I'm not letting no agents run my team. Nobody telling me who to play, this, this, and that. And you should have been here and all that. That's what he said. So you're literally getting there, getting coaches' decisions. And are I, you hot right now? Or are you, are yeah, you just like, yeah. hey, whatever it is? I mean, what, 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 I was hot. Wasn't nothing I could do. But still, I'm like, all right, well, do what you want. I'm still going to get my deal when it's all said and done. He's like, cause the year before that, when he came and I started every game, we was like, we were like 30 and four or something. Mm-hmm. And, After the all-star know, break. Yeah. My numbers were, 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 were great. I'm shooting great. So that's why I was like, you know, guys that, was, that did less half than what I did was getting paid. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they're going to pay me eventually. Okay. Um, in other basketball news, Christmas day, we'll just do this one real quick. We finally got a chance to see what, uh, the Cavs versus Golden State. I mean, it's one regular season game. It's a shame that it ended that way with, um, as I'm watching the game, I see that's a foul. But I mean, it's a, like we said in the chat, it's a veteran move. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, I can't even blame the ref like you're supposed to see that. You can't see everything. Yeah. He stepped on his foot, whether he wants to call it accidentally or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as a whole, did you take anything away from that game? No, I mean, what you saw as a preview of I thought it, I thought it was a good game. I thought Golden State really could have won it pretty easily. I mean, they they were up, but I'm thinking they about 14, to cruise. They're about to cruise to a victory and then, you know, Kyrie get hot and you know, they they, they hit some shots, a few things happen. Um, I don't I mean, I feel like that's going to be the finals and it's going to be a, a good seven-game series probably. Who today would you have to give the edge to? I I still think Golden State wins the series. Okay. Okay. But I'm, but I, but it, it, it can go either way. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Did you see the silliness that was on, on the, uh, in the, in the group, uh, excuse me, on the sports talk group where there was, uh, Dennis Rodman apparently said that, uh, LeBron would be an average player in the eighties <laughs> or nineties. No, I didn't see that. That's laughable, right? It's absurd. <laughs> okay. That's, I, I said <laughs> laughable, like all the, all the way laughable. I don't think. There's not many players in the league right now that would probably have been average at that time. Back then, the game was more physical. 
You know, them guys, they, 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 they fouled a lot. They didn't, but any kind of, any kind of move you do at that time, they were going for it. You can use your head, fake left. They're going to jump left and go the other way. Right now, guys have moves and counters and on all kind of stuff that they've been working on, you know, since they was young. Back right. then, you know, them guys, these big, strong guys went out there and just knocked each other on the floor. And the guys who had skill were just scoring way more than everybody else. The, the, the funny thing is that, so everybody likes to say how physical, right? How physical they were back in the day mm-hmm. and how these guys would have been physical to LeBron. For everybody who you think was so physical, <laughs> go back there and look at their size mm-hmm. and laugh. Xavier McDaniel, dude was 210 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like these guys, you'd be like, oh, they would have hammered LeBron. I, I, I do think I, you guys might win a gander, take a gander at LeBron. Right. You know, I remember when he getting those physical series about when it was against the Wizards here and he was on the Cavs and it's like they're trying to beat him up. Biggest guy they got is Brandon Haywood and he's bigger than him. Well, I think where that comes from is, is LeBron, LeBron calls, he screams for fouls a lot that he doesn't mm-hmm. get. And that's, that's because the game is how it is. If you're not supposed to be able to do that, refs call the call. And who started that? Michael Jordan, all of that begging and screaming for the ref. I, Michael no, Jordan, actually, Magic did. Mag, Magic, Magic did a lot of that. Magic even did that in the summer ball. One, Ma- one, Magic started. One day, I'm randomly just looking through the 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 stats of that that era and just year by year going through it. I mean, some years Jordan would shoot almost 300 more free throws than the second guy. But what you got to look <laughs> I mean, at like, too, though, if you do, do you look at some? I used to hate the Pistons. I hated the Knicks. I mean. The the fouls that they 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 did to Jordan and Pippen mm-hmm. in them series, guys would have been kicked out the league kicked out of the yeah, game, yeah. out of the game flagrant. So so eight. now they what they what they what they're looking at is is how you know LeBron James drives to the rim strong every time trying to dunk every time. Is back then, them guys would have they would have just took him out the air and they and it would have been a regular foul. He came in there again, and they would have clotheslined him and they would have kept <laughs> and they, they would have kept doing it. Yeah, like Brendan Haywood pushed him out the air. He, you know, he got, you know, his, his texts and all that. Back then it was regular and they might have tried to punch him in his face too. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, back then them guys, I mean, they say they played better defense. They actually didn't. They just, they just <laughs> were able to foul harder and they were able to throw you to the ground without what, and it just, it was just normal. But LeBron is a big, strong guy. He would have got used to it just like yeah. everybody, everybody else did. I, I, I 100% agree with you, man. But it's one of those things, you know, everything back in the day was better, right? You know, everything. <laughs> yeah. the, like you said, the, until you watch those tapes and you say to yourself, like, you're joking, right? <laughs> right. You know, it's like, I think it was this year, uh, we were over your house and All-Star Weekend. I think it was when we got snowed in or something. And they played all the dunk contests in a row. Mm-hmm. And you laugh. You're like, are you serious? <laughs> right. Like, high school kids, that dunk, right? This guy, well, this guy's getting a 48. That would get you laughed at in the high school layup line. Yeah. And that's what they called, mm-hmm. you know, athleticism. Right. Like, oh, he's going to windmill it. Like, nowadays, kids in eighth grade windmill from the dots. Yeah. You, you know, so, it was, but in the old days, everything, everybody was just so, so much better. And, and like we said, we watched these guys take the shots, and you say to yourself, that would be in the third row today. You know, the, the guy just taking all times to, to, you know, catch and shoot. And, you know, that, that, that's just crazy. Um, that, that's the NBA talk. A huge, um, changing. I'm, I'm, I wish, uh, Lamont was here today to defend his, uh, his sport there. And A1, I, you were one of the Ronda, uh, fans, weren't you? At the beginning of all this? 
Uh, you kind of couldn't help but to be a, a fan back two, three years ago when she was beating everybody in the first round, 30 seconds a minute. Everybody's mom, everybody's office administrator. <laughs> yeah, pretty like much. Everybody's yeah. yoga instructor. Yeah. At but a time um, when everybody else that she was stepping into the ring with was just scared to death of her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But she pioneered. the uh, Dana White at one point said there women would never fight in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And um, she kind of pioneered that. Um, So you got to give her her props for that. But the sport, that division has evolved since that time. Um, and the women, the women fighters are just a lot better now, um, as was proven Saturday night or Friday I, night, I guess. I, I think you, you do have to give her that. She, and, and to me, I don't even know if it's so much from a skill set that she put them on the map as much as it is from a marketing set right. that she put them on the map because I, I don't think, like, I don't think she got worse as a fighter. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think this is about Ronda being, you know, over the hill or her skills are washed up. I look at this as like a fraud. Like, you were never, you know what I mean? Like, we bought something mm-hmm. that didn't exist. Like, whoa, you were never well, even was, good to begin with. She was beating the crap out of the girls. Like, a one But said, who were these they, girls? They just got better. But who were these girls? I don't know. <laughs> that, I see, that, see that, that's my thing is that I felt like it was a, it was a created product. I think it was, there's this, this, this didn't exist, right? And then he said, we're going to make it exist. And then now that it really exists, it's like you were just thrusted out there to be the best fighter. And you yeah. never really earned that title. Yeah. And then but now that there are actually people who are doing it. Go ahead. Even in like you can only like they say in fighting, you can only fight who's put in front of you. And even mm-hmm. in boxing, there's tons of fighters who start their career 20, 30, 35 and 0. And then they'll meet, you know, somebody and it's just like mm-hmm. they'll lose that fight. You know, and then it's like from there, it's just downhill, you know. To me, what did you think when you saw this? When I saw the fight? Yeah. Or, you know, just, I, I mean, I don't think you were watching the live because I, actually, I, I, I pulled, yeah, I know you didn't see it live, but when you saw it. Yeah, I was, as I'm trying to watch it live and, and cut it on, I'd seen somebody already post on Facebook that it was Dover. And I was there, so I was able to watch it shortly after. And I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about the other girl to even be surprised or not. I don't know who's the favorite or not. I never got into it, but it was just, I'm like, man, that girl, I, I, what I thought was mentally, she's just done. Yes. Now, here, here's, here's what I took from all of this and from, I, I can, and I posted on Facebook today. I think that was the Ronda Rousey. And you want to have respect for her. I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting her and what she did for the sport. I fully agree. She's the pioneer and, and the, and the, you know, all of that put that on the map. I think she was the biggest fraud in sports history. Like in terms of we were literally packaged something and told that it was the greatest thing and it was not even close. Like not even close. Now there's a rapper out there that all three of us are a fan of that nobody's going to remember this line. But Joe Button, to quote Joe Button when he was facing um Ransom, he was going back and forth. Mm-hmm. One line that stood out to me, he said, "Your fans think you're a beast. I think you're a feast." Mm-hmm. So that's how I felt about Ronda mm-hmm. is that her fans had this. She's the baddest girl on the planet, and every time you heard other female fighters who really did it or people who knew, they were like. That girl's a joke, like all the way joke. And I know that people out there see that she's the baddest woman and she's in these movies. She's on that television. Mm-hmm. She's promoting this. I think that the girls who did this for a living were like, let me at her. I want so much of that. You know who remind me of that? Who had the whole world thinking that was Kimbo Slice. 
And what were the real MMA fighters saying? Please let me fight Kimbo Slice. You know, like, please let, when he's out here beating up, I remember one of those YouTube fights, he was fighting two guys at the same time. But that was just, that was <laughs> just boxing. This is different. No, no, but it was like, yo, Kimbo had this aura, like, yo, you do not want to mess with that guy. He yeah. is the bad. And the real MMA fighters were like, dude, he wouldn't last a second. Yeah. And, and I think that the real female fighters were like, yo, she might be the poster boy of the sport, but I would wipe the floor with her. And when you saw that ring, the look on Ronda's face, was the same as when you see in the movies and they put somebody in the lion's den. Like that, she looked as if A1 texted me and he said, he looked like she won a raffle and they pulled her out of the crowd to join the <laughs> ring. Like that's how she looked. Like she was shocked. When the girl punched her, she's like, whoa, she must not have got the same script I did because <laughs> we were supposed to be. What, what was uh, Jamie Foxx and um, LL in the movie? Every given Sunday, and he's like, "We thought we were playing real football out here." Oh yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, trying, like, that's, yeah. He's like, "Yo, this dude's really out here trying to tackle me," and that's how Ronda looked. She looked baffled, as if she had no idea a fight was going to be on. Did you? Did you? Did you check out Nunez's interview? Um, what I heard, I heard her sassing her at, afterwards and making poking fun of her on her uh, Twitter or Instagram or on one of the other ones. What did What did she say? Okay. She had, she had a one liner. What did she say? She said something. I don't know which one line. I mean, I watched it last night, and it was it was interesting. I thought she was honest and real. She was basically like, she she blamed her coach, Ronda. Yeah, she was like, now she got this, you know, this new coach. Or I don't know if the coach knew or not. She got this coach who telling her that she can box with me, and she was like, Ronda can be good in the division if she, you know, she can do the jujitsu or she can, you know, try to take you down something like that. But this, she got this coach. That's telling her the box with me. And she was like, man, if she tried to fight me again, I'm going to do the same thing because she can't box with me. She can't hit like me. I knew once I hit her, I knew what was going to happen. And she was like, and they was like, she was like, Rhonda, she said it made it seem like Rhonda can fight. But boxing ain't, boxing ain't, ain't, ain't really what she want to do. And basically, you got her coach telling her that's the way to go. And that was just bad, you know, bad strategy for them. That's that's 100% true because Ronda's specialty is judo. She won a, yes. a yeah. Olympic medal, I think, in judo. Um, did she? Yeah, she did. And um, so you in the last two fights, she hasn't even touched the ground. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she hasn't. Her last two fights haven't even hasn't even had an exchange. She's basically turned into a human punching bag. Okay, now there's there's two people really. I can three people maybe in our generation who have worn the title baddest person on the planet. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I would say female. Ronda Ward mm -hmm. and Mike Ward. Okay. Right. Now, Mike was the baddest person on the planet. Like, Floyd can wear the title of best boxer, mm -hmm. but nobody's scared of Floyd. Like, if you were in the street, you be, I'm more scared of Floyd's bodyguards than I would be of Floyd. Right. Klitschko been a heavyweight champion for the. Nobody's walking around saying Klitschko's the baddest person on the planet. You, you know what I mean? And when Mike was yeah, the baddest. I don't really think. I mean, that's the difference there. You got Klitschko 6, 7, 2, 3, Yeah, but Floyd, you would say he's the best box. No, no, but you would say he's like, nobody says, man, Klitschko's the baddest man on the planet. Like, he's just, you don't want to be caught in a dark alley with Klitschko. He's a, he's a killer, you know, yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah, no, he's a, he'll outbox you. That's yeah. what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And even when we saw Mike lose, it was nobody beat up Mike Tyson. Mm -hmm. Holyfield was the first person to just withstand Mike Tyson's attack. He didn't beat Mike. So it's not like we ever saw Mike like, damn, I thought that was the baddest man on the planet. Holyfield actually beat him. He beat him in boxing. Yeah. He wasn't beat up. Like yeah. like this Ronda situation where you'd be like, whoa, that was, you know what I mean? But, and then we saw, the, I, to me, I thought when I saw Lennox, 
and Evander, mm-hmm. I felt like they tamed a lion. They didn't, you know what I mean? It was like it, it just outboxed the guy. Yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah, it, it wasn't, nobody ever just walked in round one, boom, beat up the yeah. bully, and you're laying on, on a conscious sleep. But you, you know, know you it was just like you fear of some, When you lose that fear of somebody, though, you know, like when you first seen Tyson get knocked out, it's like, this, is this even possible? This, did we really just see this with our eyes? So now you got, first of all, Holyfield's never been scared of him. No, uh, no Holyfield, Holyfield wanted him to beat that, win that dust Buster yeah. Douglas fight so bad so he can get his hands on him. So you got Holyfield going in there not scared at all. He's not scared. He's a better. He's a better boxer. So you know he he wouldn't fight. Them other guys were just so scared. Lennox was just too big. Yeah, Lennox. But and, and, but to me, it was more like when Mike lost versus the Ronda lost. Mike was just a line who got tamed. Yeah. Lennox tamed him. Yeah, Vander still tamed him. And, and it was just. Yeah. It was more like Mike attacked them, and they withstood the attack. Right, right, but right. They right, didn't right. attack Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas though, like when you watch that Lennox fighter, Vander, Vander just walk in there, run over to Mike, and start yeah. pounding him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not what happened. He thought, you know, hey, you know, if you can withhold and you go eight rounds with him, your chances of winning are good. Yeah. You know, these girls punch were drunk. licking at the chops to get to Ronda. TJ Wilson says she's punch drunk. She is. She's punch drunk. That that happens with boxers after they get hit too many times. Sugar Shane syndrome. I, I think more, of, I call it more of a Roy Jones. Because for a minute, Roy Jones looked invincible. And as soon as he got knocked out, it was like it's just like a domino effect. Like guys were just going in there when they realized, okay, hold on, we gotta do is hit him. <laughs> <Right. laughs> he, he was getting knocked out. He's still getting knocked out to this day. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> no, yeah, still getting knocked out to this day, which is, is definitely sad. I mean, Rhonda, I think she won so much, bought into the so much of her was media made, yeah. and I feel like she bought into it. And you remember the interview she was giving? It's so funny to me, like how people. I told you back then, people would hate Floyd. Hate Floyd, how arrogant he is, how cocky he is, and then be like, man, I just love me some Ronda though. Ronda's and, interview- uh, and uh, Connor the same way. And, and Con- yeah, love them some Connor. There's one undertone there. I wonder what that is. But people were loving Ronda, mm-hmm. and she she almost made Floyd look humble. Yeah. And she had people thinking, grown men thinking that she could beat Floyd Mayweather in a fight. But Floyd's cockiness isn't just boxing wise. Floyd does other stuff. He's a cocky people. human being. Yeah, absolutely. Him, he, I mean, he, I mean, him hitting girls, him having, you know, 20 strippers in a bedroom yes. and doing all stuff. But like Muhammad Ali would tell you I'm the best in the world, but his cockiness, you found a way to love. Mm-hmm. You know, he's predicting fights and he's you no, know, you know, talking trash about his opponents and how slow they are. Agree. That was, Agree. that was fun stuff. Agree. Floyd's cockiness is outside of the sport, but flip side, one thing Floyd never did and he never bought in. Floyd don't think he the baddest man walking the street, for 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 under no circumstances. Under, he might think he the richest man walking the street, but like Ronda thinks that like who who's that him? I'll beat him up. Oh, what? And you remember, <laughs> I've seen her watching doing interviews. Oh, 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 on my first date, this guy did this. I broke his nose. Ooh, and it was you know she'll beat anybody. Floyd don't tell you how he'll just beat anybody up at any time. She you know she got to sell herself, man. That's and she you know, did, she and got, she sold it. Yeah, she got three million. She for that got the fight. whole, which is also. How is that even fair? Three million to a hundred thousand? That's Dana. That she's the she's the one telling the a hundred thousand. That's the only reason any anybody even watched that no, whole pay per view was because no of her. No doubt about that. That hundred thousand. New Year's was happy to get that hundred. I know, which there. would let would let uh, you know where that sport yeah. is at. Goodness gracious! And they Joe. they asked her. They also asked her. They say, so what did you think about okay before the fight when you got all this press and it's all about 
her, 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 and you know, nothing about you, and they basically ain't showing you no love and all that shit. Were you upset about that? She's like, no, nah, not at all. When I took this fight, I asked for this fight. I knew. She probably would have done it for I free. I knew how they was going to sell this fight. She probably would have done it for free. Yeah. She said, I knew how I was going to sell this fight. probably would have done it for free. And that's what I'm telling you, is that I think that it was not a doubt in the her mind that she was going to beat the brakes off her Ronda. And she like, <laughs> now, she say, now this is my time mm-hmm. where I can, you know, I can say what I want to say. And now she like, now I need to go back to Dana and, and holler at me now. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. She sold that I'm the baddest person. I, I, I just can't really... Uh, the only thing I can really compare it to is Kimbo. And whereas though everybody thought Kimbo was just like, whoa, you know, like that is. And then we seen him lose his first time he gets in the ring. Second time. Remember down in Fort Lauderdale where he's mm-hmm. from, they pick the guy cancels that day. They literally grab a guy out of the stands. See, the only thing about that. And the guy beats him in, was it like 22 seconds or something? I didn't like yeah. that because all the guy did, Kimbo was, was a box. No, the guy went there, <laughs> grabbed him, and laid his 350-pound body on him. No, that was the other dude. No, no, no. I'm oh, talking okay. about that was afterwards. Okay. The, no, that was just a big plumber who just literally laid on top just of him. Just laid on him. He couldn't yeah. get up. No, he no, no, like, no. The other dude was small. The dude has a little. The dude with the pink hair, right? Yeah, pink hair. Yeah. Just caught him one good time, and Kimbo was like, I had no idea. And like you said, all you had to do was hit him. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And you're just like, oh, I guess these YouTube clips are, uh, you know, a little bit different than fighting Bob the Bouncer. And like, oh, no, you train, you know, 40 hours a week for this. You know, big, big difference. She, I, I consider her the bit, one of the biggest. It, hey, it is what it is. Um, get into this NFL. Um, what do you, you had something you want to say? What? Yeah, I want to talk about, um, the oh, um, NCAA playoffs. Yeah, I was gonna, the only thing I really wanted to say about that, because I think we got the – well, Ohio State just went out there and couldn't even get get, get on the board, couldn't get anything going. Um, I think that speaks volumes about the Big Ten, because um, I, I believe Wisconsin is the only Big Ten team. I saw a black post that today. Uh, Wisconsin is the only Big Ten team that won its bowl game. Mm. That's uh, – you know, this is the conference that everybody was saying, you know, they should have – almost damn near, they was making an argument for three of their teams. To be in there. People wanted Penn State, Michigan, and, Penn, and Ohio Penn, State. Penn State lost? Yeah, they lost by three. Yeah. Hmm. You know, so everybody wanted all, all, all these teams to be in there. Uh, yeah, they lost last night to USC, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, but to me, the story is Nick Saban fires uh, Lane, Kiffin. Lane Kiffin the week of the game. It's like that. That's what well, Lane said was it, Lane said it was his idea that, I mean, that Saban they make him do it. He want to go focus on his team. Well, I, and then here's how that works. Yo, if you don't like it, you can go coach your own team. I think I might. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you know, I think it's one of those. There's the door, and you say, "Well, don't mind if I do." You know, and at which point you could you would be right if you said it was my decision, right? Yeah. And, and I think what you have there is is that I don't think it's breaking news that Nick Saban is a hard, tough guy to work for. And on the flip side is I think Lane Kiffin is Lane Kiffin's biggest fan, and. He's had drama every single stop he's ever made it. Yeah. From Oakland to Tennessee to USC. He's had drama every which way known to man. And, and my guess is that there's only one room on Alabama's coaching staff for one ego. That would be my guess. If, if, if something going on. It's definitely if, something. I mean, the week up the national championship game. If he, him going to that school, period. When I'm thinking he got a chance at, I mean, they mentioned him for the LSU job. They mentioned him for the Houston job. But you, I, I'd rather be the, the assistant 
uh, offensive coordinator at Alabama and coach Florida Atlantic. I, I'm I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I really am with you. Um, I, I was the one who said it. I found it really really baffling. And and the thing is, I'm I'm guessing maybe Lane Kiffin believes that he can win anywhere. You know, he's going backwards. He is I mean, going backwards. I mean, anyway, he when went again this year. Even yeah. even for aside from if I told you DJ at 31 you'd be a head coach in the NFL, and at 40 you'd be coaching Florida Atlantic. You have to be like somewhere you you know you went backwards. You know you went I from mean, the NFL. You guys go backwards. That's that's going to happen. You're not going to you're not going to you know unless you're got, winning championships. You wasn't going to go from coaching in the NFL to you know if you ain't doing great to coaching a better team. In no, the I mean NFL. he coached. What's his name? Um, what's the Bears? You were your old coach from last Lovey. year. Lovey, he was in the Super Bowl, wasn't he? Wasn't he the Super Bowl uh, with um, the Bears? Yeah, he took the Bears. Super and he's um, and he's coaching college right now, isn't he? Yeah, you're going to go back. I mean, yeah. at some point in time. Just in general, he had great jobs. Yeah, he's the, he was the youngest coach in NFL history. It was a failure there. Finds himself at Tennessee, which is a, it's a good job. Mm-hmm. Then you get your dream job mm-hmm. at USC mm-hmm. when you didn't even do anything at Tennessee that warranted the promotion. Yeah. And you get the USC job, and you know you can't handle that. Then you're at Oak, then you're at Alabama, the number one school in the in, in the world, and, and when it comes to college football, and now you're at Florida Atlantic. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you, DJ. I'd rather be the offensive coordinator at what. But that being said, I'm I'm willing to bet that the Nick Saban uh, Lane Kiffin marriage was not a good one. Yeah, I, I I'm willing to bet that was not a good one. I mean, I, we've seen Link, uh, excuse me, uh, Saban murdering him on the sideline in a game that they're up like thirty. Just, I mean, laying into him like there's like he's a like he's a ten year old kid who you know said everything but send him to his room without dinner. I, I don't know, I don't know why that was necessary right. in a game that you're up thirty. Right. But you know, I guess Nick Saban was trying to prove. And when they asked him about it in the press conference, like he kind of like sunned him. You know, it wasn't like oh, you know, da da da. It was kind of like yeah. And, like, it's my coach, it's my team, I can do whatever I want whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, man, that's how you feel. But, I mean, what happens if Alabama loses? Lane Kiffin's dying laughing somewhere. They, yeah, Lane, that, <laughs> that one, Lane Kiffin's dying laughing somewhere, but this, this was a close game last year, and, and Deshaun Watson's probably better quarterback than he was last year. So, it can happen. Part of me actually well, now is kind of rooting for, because I mean, I don't even like Lane Kiffin. I, I just think that it would be kind of cool for for Nick Saban to be on the short end of a stick for once. You, Lane would definitely have have one. Yeah, I mean he would, and it only lasts three months because then the season starts next year, and Alabama will be back in the national championship without him, and he'll be at best four or five wins. Yeah, you know. Um, okay, NFL is done. So instead of uh, when usually we go through the games from last it's week, it's not done yet. My team's still in it. Absolutely. You Regular guys season, excuse me. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. team is done. Regular done. season is done. So instead of going over last week's games where 90% of them were irrelevant, I wanted to go back and we'll just go through all the teams starting with. Tell us the records, though. For the season. Of course he doesn't have that. The you last that. two. Th- no, the last two weeks or whatever. Even though it didn't matter. We... I mean, a few different things happened. I mean, you got some teams who control their destiny and just couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But as we go through the teams, we can talk about that. Yeah. Last week, uh, MG went nine and seven, and DJ went eleven and five. Okay. Uh, this week, MG went twelve and four, and DJ went ten and six. Okay. Did you have a season total? 
170 and 86 for you. Hold on. 170 and 86. That's a 66% winning percentage. 161 and 95 for what are you talking about, man? DJ. Nine more wins, buddy. Yeah. Nine more wins, yeah, brother. But you know, there's a lot back of weeks. Well, I'm just, I'm just picking against you just so we don't have the same record. We agree years, so bro. much. Back, 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 it? it's back. Absolutely. Last year, clean house with every prediction. Remember our bold predictions where I just was like on fire. That don't mean overall record. No, overall record I was too. I went last year. I cleaned up. But, but as you said, when we got down to two teams in the Super Bowl, you did pick Denver. I mean, I, I picked Denver from the start. In in the MG was right, and I told both of you guys at the beginning of the year, Rex Ryan would not make it through the season, yeah. and he didn't uh, make it through the season. Is that not right, anyone? I said that, and you guys both told me, nah, he'll definitely. Now that being said, I'm not even saying I I agree with the decision. Yeah. But um, and two years, I I, I feel like so much in sports, just people just fire people. For for lack of a better word, and, for and Buffalo as if they have like some proud uh, yeah. Rex. They just, I mean, some guys just don't even have good teams. Some people are in bad situations just all the way around. And and where does Buffalo get off firing? Uh, anybody? Anybody? Exactly. What have they done in the last where twenty years? Where does Cleveland get off trying to fire anybody? <laughs> These teams that you ask yourself, like I'm, like I could see if you went into New England, you went into Pittsburgh, and you, if you had five losing seasons in a row in Pittsburgh, you'd be like yo, know, that's just not really how we do things around here. Right. But, right. but if you're at Buffalo, like, no, that's pretty much what you guys do around here. Mm-hmm. Before I was b- born, you guys were losing. So please, and Cleveland, the same thing. Like, Cleveland cl- fires their coach every year and just like, I'm sorry, what, what winning tradition am I not upholding? Jacksonville, what winning tradition are they not upholding down there in these places? And, you know, then they put the – every time they fire these guys, and, and whether it be Jacksonville, Cleveland, for the Wild, or the Raiders, they put the guy's record up there. Why don't you put the franchise record up there? You know what I mean? Like, oh, he was 14 and, and 30 as a Jags coach. What was the coach's record before him? Yeah. What? What was the team's record the year before he got there? Stop it, yo. Hey, man, they just showed, they just showed the, the, the punch, uh, the Ron, Ronda Rousey's face just now, man. She just looked traumatized, man. She looked scared. The, what, I mean, it's, it's, the punch has already happened now. How I mean. many times do we hear the phrase deer in the headlights in sports? That is the definition of deer in the headlights. Like, she looks like, I told you she looks like she didn't know there was a fight going on. She got like, punched you and really she. really hit me? Yes. That hard? <laughs> that many times? times? You're just not gonna stop? That, I mean, she really looked like a, 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 somebody just bullied her. That was, and you're supposed to be the baddest person. Nobody ever hit Mike Tyson and you didn't hit him back. No. Like, he, like, that just doesn't happen. That, she didn't want, she didn't want to fight. That look in her face just then was, man. <laughs> now maybe I looked away, or maybe after after they showed the punch and all that, I didn't continue looking. What I just seen right now in that woman's face was her whole face, was, and it doesn't help that she's so pale. Like she's her whole devil. face is red. Yeah. Her whole face is red. Uh, go ahead, hey, well, Let's start with the um. With the, you know what? We'll get to when we get to that. Let's start with the um. You got all the you got all the uh, teams. Let's start right here in the NFC East. What we'll we'll start with the uh, Redskins. Let's start with Redskins. What were the what were the win totals for that? Eight and eight. DJ said eight and eight. You said nine and seven. So y'all both were real close on that. What did you guys? What was it? Eight and seven and one. What did you say? You I and said, Lamont. I think were I said. Ridiculous. I think I said nine. Maybe no, ten. No, no, I did. did. I, I think I said nine. <laughs> no, I said nine. Possible no, ten. I said. I think no, I probably said ten. You had like eleven possible twelve. <laughs> Stop it! Because I remember early in the season we're like, well, you 
You know, you don't got many more games to lose. You went all so, the way at like so, 11 or 12 so, wins. So, no, nobody wins their hunt because they got the same amount of wins as I said they get. Mm, and the same, the same amount of losses. losses. He said yeah, they I mean, right. we're pretty much in the same ball. So, yeah. so, that being said, the Redskins finished. So, what? We'll, we'll, but let's talk about the Skins for a minute. Yeah, so. let's let's talk. We're not going to obviously get a chance to talk about all the teams as in depth. But the Redskins, we, large majority of our listeners are from the Redskins. So, and it's the it's the it's the biggest topic in this town right now. And a one, I'll let you go first. Kirk Cousins, what what now what? Um, I like Kirk Cousins as a QB. Um, my stance, even I remember you asked me this last year, was yeah, pay him, but he doesn't need to get Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees money. Um, I think that's like twenty twenty five thousand twenty five twenty to twenty five k million range. I'm in the. 15 to 17 range. Um, it's funny this year. So that's, that's just where I am on him. I like him as a QB, but I don't think he, I mean, we've seen already Drew Brees can't even make the playoffs and he's tearing it up. Flacco got his contract, hasn't been back to the playoffs in like five years. So I don't think you can handicap your team with a, a, a contract for a QB who doesn't even have a playoff win on his record. Now the million dollar question, because it's real easy to say not Kirk. If and Kirk wants twenty million, mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy with letting him go and just starting um, Colt McCoy. Me personally, I'm happy with that. DJ, um, I'm torn on this one. I feel I do feel like you got to pay him because based he, on based on what he's performed, his numbers are great. Um, let me see the comments on it. Get, get you, you, up, you, let me hear what the people are saying. You guys, and nobody's saying nothing. You guys, I mean. Fell short this year, but there was, there was, I feel like he, I feel like he did his part. And if not him, I, I got two sides to this because somebody was arguing for the same point I'm saying a few days ago. And I'm like, well, if you're not going to give Kurt this money, then what do you do? And my answer was, you put it somewhere else. You put the money in your defense right. or, but you who's, know, you, but who's the quarterback in this scenario and how much are you paying them? I, maybe Colt. Maybe because, because they do, they do. I can argue both sides. They do have weapons. They do. Colts. So, look, first of all, let me. Colts already under contract for next year. I don't know. Okay. So any. So any. Um. Any. Any quarterback. Not just any quarterback. It's, it's about opportunity. If you give, maybe if you give Colt that opportunity, just like Kirk got, with the weapons that he has out there that he can perform. But if you got, if you got your money in, in your defense and you got the best defense in a division or in the league, then it don't matter what quarterback you got at that point because it's been the trash quarterbacks has won Super Bowls plenty of times. So so, so for the final stance, you're saying, I mean, I got that you're torn, but mm-hmm. what, what, what do you, and it's not your team, but what, 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 you have to pick one. What are you saying? If you, if you sign it, it, it depends on what Kurt wants. He wants his money. He yeah. wants his money. Now well, look at it that? from this. Look at it from this uh, viewpoint. As a Redskins fan, you got three games left in the season. Basically, destiny's in your in your own hands. Mm-hmm. You're facing a Carolina team that's not good. Mm-hmm. Chicago and comes down to it, a New York Giants team that doesn't need it. That's just they don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You lose to Carolina at home on you, Monday night. On Monday night, and almost essentially don't even show up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Terrible game from Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, on a national stage. Mm-hmm. You beat Chicago, that's fine. Last game of the season, you win and you're in at home. 
and you come out and you can't you don't even get three points up until the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Hey, I I'm with you. And last year when you guys were riding high and it was a seven wins in a row and you beat all of these garbage teams and you were saying, Hey, you know, you can only play with you, you know, da 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 and I said, Man, he's beating up bad teams. And, you know, I feel like I was the last per both of you guys were very high on Kirk. No, no, no. Year. Even at the end of that season, I, I did say pay him, but don't, I don't think he deserves uh, elite QB money. I said that at the, end of, at the end of last season. You might have just sold me on a one, like what, <laughs> on letting him go. Yeah, like you, if you, if you, with the weapons they have, and and you at home against a team who don't need anything, and you say you ain't three points mm-hmm. in the third quarter. Like, what are you? What are you gonna? Are you gonna pay a guy and a game? Losing interception, that was a bad exactly. play. Bad play. Exactly. Um, now hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Because what Kirk was willing to pay, except last year, and including what he's already just gotten twenty million this year, I think would have been about right market value, right? Because we just gave him twenty million. So if you would have said last year, four years, uh, four years under eighty million. I think it's fine. I think mm-hmm. now he's going to be looking. You've already paid him twenty this year, mm-hmm. and he's going to now. What 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 you guys didn't factor in and nobody knew about is the Brock Osweiler factor. Yeah. That is now where every agent. That's where we start. That's where we start. That's you know. Sorry, Brock Osweiler just got paid X, Y, and Z. My I cannot bring to my client less money than what Brock Osweiler just did. It, it just can't happen. You know what I mean? So that's not the Redskins' so, fault. So but as that's a team, what it is. as a team, then you say, okay. So they pay Brock this, and Brock did this. So you expect us to make that same mistake? Oh, that it, it's lows. It's it's what it is. It's market value. It, it, yeah, it's nah, what, definitely market it's, value. Now, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, A one and DJ. You both been to my old house, okay? I bought that house for one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. For some reason, five years later, people were paying almost $300,000 for that house. You've been in that house. That house was very small, and that's what the market said it was. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't like it, then you could buy another house that was the same size that cost (laughs) $300,000. Like, you didn't get to say, you know what? No, no, I would never pay $300,000 for that. I'll just get, you'll get what? That's what the market is. Yeah, no question. That, that, that just is what it is. You, you know, if you want to live in New York, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. When we go up there and you pay to park and it's $50, you don't get to say, back home, we pay $5 to park. This is, and, and that's what the market is. And, you know, you, the, the option quickly, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. What, you know, just because Jay Cutler made, da, 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 da. yeah, that, that, that's how it works because if not, so many. Here's the thing: is is Kirk Cousins any of those great guys? No, he's not. But is the debate is the debate today? Should we get Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins? That's not what we're. That's not what's on the table mm-hmm. for the Redskins. And what's what is on the table for the Redskins is: should we have Kirk Cousins or Colt McCoy? I, I'm scared to death of Colt McCoy. No, if I'm a Redskins for, for, fan, and next year on opening, let me put it this way: if I'm the Redskins fan, and next year. On opening day, Kirk Cousins, our starting quarterback, I'm okay with that. I'm not beating my chest saying, wow, we had the best quarterback in the league, but I'm okay with that. If I'm a Redskins fan and next year on opening day, our starting quarterback is our rookie, is Colt McCoy, is one of the Ryan Mallet, one of these random guys, Mark Sanchez, you know, the same recycled names that Josh McCown, 
If my if he's our opening day quarterback, I don't feel good. If you got a if you got a great defense, you should. Russell Wilson got a Super Bowl. Went to two back to back, making what six hundred thousand. Yeah, because you know what the money. Hey, didn't hey, Touche. I mean, yeah. th- that is lightning. Yeah. Th- that that is lightning. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson got better every year. That that and they yeah, got him in the yeah, third round. Yeah. Now, if you, I mean, and to that though, you can say, I mean, they found Tom Brady in the sixth round. We should just draft somebody in the sixth round. Like, I mean, it happens. Wouldn't bank on it though. I mean, just like Dallas, Dallas, Dallas has been playing the third round. They got uh, Nine third. Yeah. I think it's fourth. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You gonna bank on that? If you if you solid everywhere else on your offensive line on your defensive line, and they're not though. Yeah, so put your resources into that if you don't want to pay Kirk. Okay. So you say no. I, I, I mean, Kirk's going to get that money. It doesn't matter, it, it matter who gives it to him. He's going to get it. His money. And he should. Yes. But, but Redskins ain't got to do it because the best quarterback don't always win every year. No. No, 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 no. Not, not at all. So to me, the question is, is Kirk good enough to win a Super Bowl with? If you, if you gotta, if you gotta put money that you can put in other places that's needed on your team and while getting a quarterback that you feel like, even if it's Colt, if you feel like, okay, this quarterback can essentially do what he did, he can put up, you know, three points against a team who's playing for nothing, you know, and, and we can have, you know, money somewhere else where, okay, that team, all right, they got three right along with us. If, if somebody wants to say, Kurt doesn't play well in big games and can't win big games, therefore, I'll buy that. Yeah. I'll take, you know, like, I, if you say, if your argument is, I think that he's good enough to take us to the playoffs, but he's not, because here, we laugh when we say, guys like Flacco, Eli, for the most part, mediocre joiners, but, when it came big game time, mm-hmm. they showed the hell up. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Mm-hmm. So now, if you say, because I think that what Kirk Cousins has done is better than what Flacco did in regular season and what Eli does most of the time in regular season. Mm-hmm. I think I think he does that now. But when the chips were down, both of those dudes showed the hell up big time, right. major ways. So if your argument is I don't think Kirk Cousins can do that, I'm fine with that. I, I, I'm fine with that. But I do think Kirk Cousins is good enough to do what he did last year, which is you know when you. Eight, nine games, maybe even ten games. In but the, in uh, you got to take into consideration too the criticism you guys had last year was that was against bad teams. No, it is. That's why I'm saying. And we remember if that year. If your argument is that I don't think he can beat good teams, therefore do it in the playoffs, I don't have a problem with that argument. I don't have a problem with that argument. Uh, but my question, my argument to you would be: I, I, the co- we saw in da- in Denver, right? I feel like John Elwood was faced with this decision, mm-hmm. and I feel like Brock Osweiler. He made the right decision and not giving Brock Osweiler money, but I also think he underestimated, which is odd, because he is a Hall of Fame quarterback. I feel like he underestimated the value of a good quarterback. It was, I'm not paying you any money. I can get anybody to do it. And his defense was just as good, if not even better, than last year. But they got nothing from the quarterback play this year. Like, literally nothing. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to the Super Bowl, they're not even going to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you, you know, you know what, what I mean. What you, that's, so, I mean, that's that's a, that's a good so that's example. The, that's the thing that kind of scares you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Denver is a prime example. Uh, I mean, we always talk about even my Tampa Bay team. You know how we were elite and Brad Johnson was just there, but you still got to get something. But you know, but, but okay, Denver didn't. Denver also didn't waste their money on Brock, which would they would been in the same place 
while spending a lot more of their money. No, I'm, 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 let me put it this way. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. Low said that's, he agreed with you it's the market value for QBs now. See, my only question is if they don't pay him and keep him, what's next? What would they get in the 2017 at the QB position? And I think he could win a chip at quarterback, but the Scans' current team roster isn't good enough to win a chip. Here's my it, they, but they can't they can't build their roster to win a chip if you're paying all your money if you're overpaying for a quarterback that that you can exactly. basically have a you know a rookie come in or you can have Colt McCoy or somebody come in and do the same thing that that quarterback's doing. I like what you guys did, where it was you guys got four and five and six, not all pros, mm-hmm. but solid good players, and took that money in. And, and used it. That's rare. We've the Redskins have shown that if you give them fifty million dollars of free money, give they're going to go give to one player. Yeah, yeah. Who you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who cool mayor? How shocked would you be if next year, coming off a of broken back surgery, the Redskins made JJ Watt the highest paid player to ever live, yeah. only to find out that JJ Watt would never be JJ Watt again. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's collect and he's eating up all your salary. Right. Again. Like you said, Eli. Eli's been man. Eli's been really. Stinking it up for me a lot this year, and our defense has been saving him something crazy. Money we spent on defense at our cornerback, our defensive line, on and several pieces though. Several pieces, yes, yeah, and and so and now we we win eleven games. With I mean, Eli, he does come through in the clutch. He makes some plays, and we do got some some hell of a receivers. But Eli hasn't played great for no. us. No, he hasn't. And we and we put our money into our defense, and now won the playoffs. I, I I agree. I, again, I, I feel like it could go either which way. But, again, like I said, if I'm a Redskins fan and we start next season with Kirk Cousins, I'm okay with that. I'm okay I'm, with I'm that, too. I'm not excited, but I'm okay, but with, I'm okay with, with I am not okay with Colt McCoy as our starting quarterback next year. But if you, if, you, if you bring in nobody else and he gets the whole pie. Exactly. Then, then where, where are we? Where are right are we? back where you started. Exactly. And I, I, I told you at the beginning of the year – we this was the it was the number one topic on the show beginning of the year. What mm-hmm. happens here? And I said to you guys, what happens if at the end of the year we're right back where we started? Low said they overpaid for a cornerback. I think they I, they they did pay a lot for him, but I think he was one of the bright spots. Yeah, in it their wasn't. Team this year. He he got he mm-hmm. they overpaid for a cornerback, but it wasn't. He didn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a bank robbery. Right. You know what I mean? He and the same. He got market value. Yeah. And on a defense that was. Awful mm-hmm. and riddled with injuries. He was he was a good part. I mean, is he a he he's he's not. No, he's not. It's easy to say what he is. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not this locked. Is he Patrick Peterson? Is he Deion? Sanders? No, he's not. He's good. But he's a good player. He's, he's good. a good player. You see what happened to his team without him. Yeah, he's a good player. He's mm-hmm. a good player. Uh, you know, he's overpaid, but that's fine. He, you know, he, he's a good player. He's not the problem. Let's put it that way. Right. He's not the problem. Um, and and again, like I said, I I had a feeling that you'd end up right back in the same position, and I don't. Maybe for and the thing is, when those people say you can franchise them again, I feel like you might just indefinitely be in the same position, and then you'll look up one day and realize you now have paid seventy five million dollars over three years for a quarterback, and and you still have no clue what you have. You know, I I think he can do the media. I I think he could be uh, what's the guy in Detroit's name? I think he'd be um, Bradford Stafford Stafford certainly be Bradford. Who did you say Bradford NFL record? No. Completion percentage? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That just feels not right that I feel like Sam Bradford should not own any NFL record. I agree with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? This year? Yeah. Sam Bradford's at an NFL record in anything? 
Like, there was no point in time when he was overwhelming anything. That's just like us. Kirk, Kirk led the league in, in percentage last, last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was set an NFL record. Yeah. <laughs> like that, like on a team that was irrelevant and or, on what we've been calling all year long, one of the worst offenses in football. I would think somebody like, like Mark um, Brunell, Alex Smith, Alex Smith, somebody like Alex Smith would, would own a record like that. He's really just dumping the ball off, yeah. you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's the Redskins. I guess so as a whole, just to conclude, you say no, pass, let him go. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what he wants, so that's why that's why I don't know. He wants all his. He wants. I don't I, know what all his is. Is it 20? Is it 25? Is it 23? What is all his? What, is, what is, Brock is Brock is at three years, 70? I gotta check. Brock is at 70, and I, I, I don't know the terms, but it's over 20 a year. He should, I mean, he, he should definitely get paid more than Brock. He got, <laughs> right. he got but, he, but, I mean, he didn't play, he didn't play for the minimum this year. He played for 20 million dollars. 20 million dollars. Twenty million dollars, in which I'm at which point I think he'd be fine with that again, which would be four years, eighty, five years, a hundred, and, and and my guess is that's where we start at. I, I'm not even sure he's I gotta look, that. I gotta look deeper into this. I gotta see. I gotta see his numbers and all that. Because like I said, if I'm the Redskins and he's a Redskins fan, I'm, a, and I know we got we got we supposed to be in this playoffs. We got a home game at home, and you go out there and you don't put up no points at all. Why he got we, weapons, man. And you have weapons. They have weapons. I think they you had very. Um, you can't score. I think they have very suspect play calling. Yeah, uh, I, I, way too many times with just you find yourself watching a Redskins game and scratching your head and you say, Did they just throw a fade route to Deshaun Johnson, Deshaun Jackson, and in the end zone. Like right. what the hell was like? Who throws fade routes to five foot nine receivers in the end zone with Patrick Peterson guarding them? Like what? How did you think that was going to work? And, and and how many games did we see? Like Lamont points out, and it was, and it's a great point now that I, I pay a lot of attention to when the, we seen these games. Like I text you that one game, DJ, where you guys lost by like six points or seven points, and Eli throws the ball 60, 65 times mm-hmm. and runs the ball like to, like what the hell is that? You know, and yeah. I feel like too many times in the Redskins games we looked up where Kurt was throwing the ball forty plus times a game, and that was uncalled for. But they have weapons. Well, he. Damn it through for 5,000 yards this year. 4,600 passing attempts. 49, 17, 67 completion percentage, 25 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. The numbers are, uh, the numbers look, are fine. The numbers are, are, those are pay me numbers. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, a lot of people are point, quick to point out he has weapons and he does. A 97 rating, 71 QBR. Sean Jackson's a monster. Jordan Reed is a monster. Vernon Davis weapons. resurgence. Pierre Garcon just they just have him as a piece and Crowder is just a piece and 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 those are those are great weapons. I got a Redskins fans in here. Melvin Roberts, 2 and 4 in his last 6 games is not worth 24 million. Crab, I know you've been I thought Crab was pro uh cousins. Losing to two teams under 500 with your season on the line is not worth 24 million. I don't have a problem with that. I touched down and five one touchdown and five picks. Too close to the season is not worth twenty four million. What? See, that's that's what I was trying to figure out what the number is. He's getting to that argument is, is that the I number twenty four. If you was twenty, like if you if the argument is that I don't think he can beat good teams and win big games, I'm okay with that argument. Like I I can I can agree with that. But then but then on the flip side of that argument, that, that's really all that matters, you know. But but then you're saying to yourself like, do you want to go into Green Bay in January with Colt McCoy? 
Uh, yeah. Do you want to go there? Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, I can go either way. You know what? So, so as we move on, because we could talk about this forever, I, I, I'll go with you and say fine. Let him go then. If bec- only because I I I do not think that at this point in his career. But I'm also while I'm while I'm there, I want to be on the record. I don't think it's going to get better. I don't think you're going to get. I don't think you get rid of Kirk Cousins and it gets better. I'm saying keep him, but at a price. If he starts talking at twenty to twenty for the year, I, I hear go. callers and they're like, "I think we should keep Kirk Cousins at like twelve million a year." Stop. <laughs> You know, I mean, why not ask him to play for free then? You know, like that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's retarded. That's like I told you. I think that's a nice house. I'll offer you fifty thousand. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like because I can get one in Wisconsin for that. that that's just not how it works. It, it, it can get better. It just depends on where you where you spend your money. Now, if you spend it in in good places, it can get better. But if you just don't get Kirk and you just don't do nothing else, yeah, it's gonna be here. We might know as well it's gonna pay be. Him. It's yeah. I I I agree because what what you're gonna end up with is. That that twelve fifteen million dollar shopping cart, you know what's in there? Case Keelum. All right, look, check this uh, out. What's the guy that was battling Mallet in 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 Texas? The one who uh was doing good, but then got destroyed in the uh, Hoyer. Hoyer. That, th- those are the names that you're getting. Andy Dalton, sixteen million a year. Alex Smith, seventeen million. Sam Bradford, seventeen. Tony Romo, eighteen million. Like that's where I'm at right yeah, there. So, like, yeah, Carlos, he, he he didn't do it by the year. I guess he did a whole contract. Okay. Luck one twenty three, Cap one fourteen, A Rod one ten, Romo one oh eight, Cam and Matt one oh three, Andy ninety six, and Tyrod ninety. But the but the way that works, and you know it as much as anybody DJs, it works like when do those people sign those contracts. Yeah, like I, if I I'm an agent, I'm not competing against somebody's contract that they signed in 2011. You yeah. know, like those are 2011 numbers. That's yeah. the same way in the housing market. Like, well, the neighbor bought, the neighbor sold that house six years ago. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's not an accurate number. Right. You know, I mean, it, it just isn't. Like, you know, John Wall's making half of what money. Well, yeah, I mean, it's making. you got to factor in how much of what the percentage of the cap is that that you're paying them. Yeah, obviously, like if the cap is raised X amount and Twenty million today isn't what it was five years ago. Then you got to consider that. But just, I don't. I don't know that information just though. Value wise, I got Kirk Cousins at, at anywhere from the ninth to the fifteenth best quarterback, and that's without thinking name wise. You know, just not in that top tier, not even in that second, but at his best, at the tail end of that second tier, and at his worst, still above average. Follow me? No, disagree. Disagree. Um, he above average. But yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't know if I have him at nine. Again, I'm just throwing. I'm not counting the actual numbers of players mm-hmm. in my head. I, I'm sure I could come up with nine better than him. Yeah. When he's on his game, he can play. You know, I, I, I just feel like it's. I've seen as a team play, and I, I also think that there's something about letting quarterbacks build and not just. A revolving door at quarterback. Yeah, and part of that is up to him, also. You know, I mean, Big Ben wasn't always Big Ben, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Brady certainly wasn't always Brady, but as it's gotten to the point that Big Ben and Brady and we're seeing Russell that these guys know the back of that the playbook like the back of their hands. You know, Brady again. Those are two guys that once like Brady and 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 Breeze. Excuse me, Brady and um. Big Ben weren't just coming out the gate like blowing the world over. No, but was, and if they got was, more comfortable in the system, they mm-hmm. got better. 
What was you guys' opinion of Nick Foles after he had that that one season, that first season with uh, Chip Kelly, when he had like twenty seven touchdowns and four interceptions? I don't think anybody bought that. I, I did. I thought he was pretty good. I thought it was. I thought Chip Kelly's offense was gimmicky, flash in the pan. Here today, gonna be going tomorrow. So you and didn't think? You, so you thought it was basically just a fluke? Yeah, okay. I, I never bought that. Nick Foles and I mean that's kind of that I think that's kind of where I am with Kirk Cousins. I don't know if I put way more stock in Kirk Cousins than I did in Nick Foles because to me Nick Foles it wasn't even never even about Nick Foles. It was about what Chip Kelly was doing with that offense and just catching people off guard. We need to get off this subject. Yeah, I've been ready. I'm, y'all okay, just go ahead. Let's go to the next team. Do it. <laughs> I, I, just in conclusion, so DJ, let him go or let, nah, keep him, man. Tell him. It don't matter. You keep I'm keep him. Forcing okay. something. Keep him. A one said, "Keep them." Okay. Go ahead. Next team, Giants. We can go go through Giants. What what were the win totals? Ten and six. DJ said. Uh, MG said nine and seven. And they finished what? Eleven wins. Eleven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Any anything you want to say about your team, DJ? We we talked about them. Man, we 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 got we spent money. We spent money mm-hmm. on defense. Our defense played great. Got your money back. Eli got your money's worth. Yeah, Eli didn't play great. I don't I don't love our running game. I think okay, if we had. A, I think we had a, a even if we had a, a, a better quarterback, it would be ridiculous. But <laughs> I don't want to disrespect Eli too much. He this this is getting around his his his, his time. His wheelhouse. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What was the next team? Eagles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ set five and eleven. MG set four and twelve. What they finish? Four. I don't know. I don't have thing in front of me. Good pull. This guy's a one's ridiculous. <laughs> They're seven and nine. Oh, okay. Let's go to standings. They're seven and nine. They won seven games. Oh, yeah, they won. They won their first yeah, four first games four, or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so that and then the Cowboys. What, 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 what DJ said nine and seven. MG said seven and nine. Okay, so I guess we kind of you were closer, but we yeah, both don't missed, weren't expecting much out of the Cowboys. And I, at that time, I we had no idea what. Uh, yeah, well, we just knew I had my, no. My mine was based off of Romo not being there. Cause I thought they would win the division with Romo. Yeah. But then I said, now they don't have Romo. We'll probably win the division. Right. Okay. Next division. NFC West. NFC West. Go ahead. Uh, Arizona. DJ said thirteen, and both of y'all said thirteen and three. Mm. And them boys <laughs> won seven. And a bad seven at that. Missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, to be honest with you, no clue what the hell happened over there. Just like a night and day. Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer kind of regressed. They, they, they say he regressed to the mean of which your average over your career. He kind of just regressed back yeah. to Turned back what he was into known a turnover for. machine. Yeah. Turnover machine. David Johnson was a monster. Larry Fitz looked as good as ever. The defense was still even good. Uh, they just, I don't know. Okay, next team. Rams. Uh, DJ said 4-12. and 12. MG said 2-14. and 14. Yeah, right I told you, there. I knew they were a bad team. Right I remember there, when they started, uh, what was it, like 3-1? and one? And I was like, I still think they're going to be a bad team. Like, I, I thought the Rams were bad. Go ahead. They weren't. They was better than you thought they were going to be. Yeah, they won twice as many games, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same, as far as I'm concerned, 2-4, you're, you're not doing good. Go ahead. Uh, 49ers, DJ said 5 and 11. MG said 3 and 13. So the same boat. They, we both thought they were going to be bad, and they were bad. Yeah. Seahawks, DJ said, boy, you both said 12 and 4. Okay, 10. Same, same. We're in the right house. 10, 5 and 1. Yeah, we're in the right, we're in the right place. So we basically thought Seahawks was a review. We thought the Seahawks were going to be good. They were. We thought the Cardinals were going to be good. They weren't. And we both thought the 49ers and the Rams were going to be bad, and they were. 
Okay, next division. NFC North, Bears. DJ said, well, both of you said eight and eight. Sheesh. Okay. Thirteen and three. three. I don't know why the hell we thought that. Three and thirteen. Yeah, yeah I in know. hindsight, we're, I don't know what. Why? Who we base it out? I have no idea. For? Because I, guess I don't Al think Sean they're a good Jeffries team. and Jay Cutler and, and, and yeah, but and they've White, been there. White was coming back, and we thought he'd have these two tandem that was that was good. Yeah, but he had Cutler and uh, he had a better one. He had uh Brandon Marshall, mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffries, mm-hmm. and Martellus Bennett, and didn't mm-hmm. do a damn thing. And Matt Forte. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's interesting. I don't know why I would have guessed that. Okay, Lions. You both said three and thirteen. Jeez. Okay, missed the boat on that one. Yeah, nine and seven. Nine mm-hmm. and seven. Okay. Packers, you both said twelve and four. Have you noticed all this Packer love down the end of the stretch? And like, I think they're the team to beat. And that, and I'm just like, Aaron Rodgers is Superman. He really is. And we've said that eight thousand times on the show. I think that team is so bad outside of Alan Rod- Aaron Rodgers. Excuse me. Like, I thank God they're starting to rally around him. Jody Nelson's had a great year on the low. Well, he said that whole debacle of Minnesota, where they were just like, the cornerbacks decided. I never heard of anything like that before. I just where you saw that where the cornerbacks they had a game plan to guard um who's their shutdown the corner the young boy Rose Rose was supposed to cover um oh yeah, yeah. Nelson mm-hmm. and he was just like nah <laughs> and just like that yeah, said like, so we as cornerbacks came up with our own plan and when I'm watching the game it don't look like any I guess the plan was to just let him run around free because yeah. he was just in the secondary unguarded right um I don't know what the hell that was about and then they said by this like the the fifth drive, Rhodes came off him, and then he had, like, one catch after that. But, I mean, it, already, it didn't even matter. They mm. like, four touchdowns before the half uh, mm. the, the Green Bay had had. But Aaron Rodgers told him, man, we, we, can, did. We, we can run the table. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is, is, is spectacular. He is. That being said, I don't think the Packers are a good football team without yeah. Aaron Rodgers. But go ahead. Vikings, both of you said nine and seven. So we're spot on with that. Eight and eight. Yeah, same thing. Now we're – just low off. One game. Mm-hmm. You want perfection? Yeah, man. That's why we. That's why we get predictions. Man. Okay. NFC South. Uh, Falcons. DJ said nine and seven. MG said six and ten. Hold on, where we at? NFC South. Okay. What the Falcons? We said what? DJ said nine and seven. MG said six and ten. Okay. We both are off there. DJ was closer, but I was. What they uh, finish with? Eleven wins. Eleven and five. Yeah, no, no, that's why be have a winning record. You thought they have way under. (laughs) I I told you, I told you the Falcons are a coin flip. I mean, every I feel like every year they they just you know they can get six wins in the first six games of the year and never win again, or they eleven and five. I still don't believe them. You believe in the Falcons right now? They're better than I thought. I thought they would be. You know, they're better than I thought they was going to be. I thought they would be a good team. Okay, go ahead. Panthers. You both said. What what do you think? You guys said hi. I think it probably said. I know like DJ would have been four, as high. I was going to say. I, I might have said thirteen and three. Yeah, you both said thirteen and three. Yeah. <laughs> they ran through the NFL last year, dude. They literally ran through the NFL last year. This is, is this the first? Time, is this a well? I guess in recent history, that both teams that were in the Super Bowl didn't make the playoffs the next season. Well, damn near every year, the team that loses doesn't make it to the Super Bowl. Um, being as the Patriots are almost always one of the teams, whether the winner or the loser. It definitely would be the first time in a while, I'd imagine, yeah, that one of the, uh, the, the winner and the loser didn't make the suit, didn't make the, um, didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Saints, uh, DJ said eight and eight and MG said six and ten. So we split that. You were one over, I was one under. Bucks, 
Saints were irrelevant pretty much the entire season. Yeah. Bucks, you both said eight and eight. And they were nine and seven, so we're right there with that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. AFC East. Uh Buffalo, you both said nine and seven. Uh oh. Buffalo, we said nine and seven. They finished seven, seven and nine, nine mm-hmm. and fired their coach, which I, I we already talked about that. Go ahead. Uh Dolphins, DJ said six and ten. M- no, DJ said five and eleven. MG said six and ten. Yeah, well, we both missed the boat on that, and I, I don't even know if I want to change my opinion <laughs> right, on right. the Dolphins. Right, right. I just maybe didn't pay attention to their schedule, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and what other teams were going to be doing. Because I said six and ten, and they finished ten and six. I today feel no different about the Dolphins than I did when I made that pick. Yeah, with you. Okay, <laughs> like that, that's that's how I feel about them. Go ahead. Patriots, you both said ten and six. Oh, but hold on. You see, Blunt came out and what he had to say about Sue. No. And called him just like you know a dirty player, and that nobody in NFL likes him, including the majority of his teammates. And you know how many of his teammates came out and refuted that? (laughs) I haven't heard any. I mean, we've been hearing about Sue for how many years now? Definitely since he was in Detroit, at least. I mean, for his whole career, and I mean. After a certain point, I mean, it has to be something. I mean, this was the How same situation. Not like, I mean, it ain't like he, he don't play a position where he need like you dependent on him. But how he many times? His own thing. How yeah. Do you not like him. But I think it's just a, how many times is it the? Oops! I stepped on your hand. Oops! I stepped on your leg. Oops! I ripped your head off. But if you, you were know, a, like, if I mean, you're his teammate, you like, man, I'm glad he with us. Yeah, not, it might be unless she's doing it in practice too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean. Or also, what if it's like, you know, you stepped on so-and-so's hand, and then now he undercuts me? And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, thanks a lot, DJ. That had nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and and now that situation. Now, that being said, there's not many guys I would pick over LeGarrette Blunt. And, like, uh, that's not the problem you're looking for. Sue might be on a short list of people, though, that I'd be like, you know, <laughs> that, that dude looks like a real-life bear. Like, that is a big, mean, athletic dude. We 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 really ten and six. We picked on these guys because Brady was out I know the first. Brady was gone four games, but oh, what was the? Did he say the Patriots? I mean, what did you say? I still thought they would probably be three and one without that. I don't. What I don't what, did, what did we say for the Patriots? Ten and six. Ten and six. Both, Both of y'all, yeah. They're fourteen and two. They missed four games. I thought we probably. I, I think the think, thinking was we were thinking they would split. So two I, two losses without. But I don't know why you would have thought they would have, we, they would have gotten four losses with yeah. Brady. Definitely didn't. I thought they would be like three and one. I thought three and one, or at least two and two. I mean, the thing is, on paper, the team's not exactly like oozing with talent or anything. They never are. Yeah, no, no I know, no, you're right. They're fourteen and two, though. I mean, like every it, it, DJ, I kind of feel like this is deja vu, though. I feel like every year we at the end of the year, like, why do we pick against the Patriots tonight? Because you just right. kind of like, you know, they, whether they lose in the Super Bowl, and you're like, oh, it's done, they can't. And every year they're just right back there with the same win total, essentially. Go ahead. Uh, Jets, you both said eight and eight. There's a coach that I was surprised wasn't fired. Was it? Yeah. I, I was, the, the Jets performance down the stretch, they had two or three different games that I saw every NFL expert say that team quit. I mean, I was watching this one play this last, the week. The guy just ran for 90, like it was nothing. Like the dude ran at him in the opposite, it was like, you're just watching the Jets, and they literally look like they just mailed it in, like all the way mailed it in. When your quarterback throws 12 interceptions in the end zone. <laughs> right. 
And that's not your coach's fault. And for some reason, he keeps getting back in the game. Like yeah. Every time they try to take him out, he does. But then you look replace at him. Your other quarterback goes right out. Your other rookie quarterback comes in and stink it up, and you got you have no choice but to play the quarterback that continues to throw the ball to the other team. I, it, here's the reason that I say it's not even so much as the record. Look at oh, is it start at the beginning? Okay, so I had that. Their last their last four games. Okay, going back to the Cardinals, twenty eight to three. Loss. 31-13. Loss. 27-17. Loss. Then it, then it just 24-3. Loss. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, one win. I mean, the, oh, excuse me, is that the beginning? Am I going backwards? Yes. That's preseason. This, these, these, the, I think these the last. Yes, those are the last three. Yeah. Right. Okay. Excuse me. That's, so that, that that's right. So against the Rams, you put up six points. Mm-hmm. Patriots, that's fine. You don't count the Patriots. The Colts beat you by 31 points. Okay? You beat the 49ers. Then you lose to the Dolphins by 21 points. Then you lose to the Patriots by 38 points. Like, that's where it's just like, man, they lost their, their last three losses by an average of 30 points. 41 to 3. I mean, yes, the Patriots are a tough team, but. Forty-one to three. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I I I I thought um Bulls was done. Um, we're going to the AFC West now. Denver. Fitzpatrick will be on the table for you, uh, Skins I mean, fan. Uh, we're, we're He'll good. be in that thirteen million dollar bench <laughs> that you guys will be looking at. I'll take Romo at this point. Um, Denver. Well, let's, we should trade Kirk Cousins point. for uh for uh Tony Romo. Take Romo anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, AFC West. Denver. Um, Denver. Um. Broncos, DJ said eleven and five, and MG said ten and six. Okay, so I was closest, but uh, Denver's a good team. They just got zero offensive. I mean, quarterback production. Mm. They didn't. They're they're really. I don't think are any different than they were last year, other than the fact that they just got nothing. And and Peyton Manning, while he may not have added much in the throwing department, his leadership and his and his offensive mind alone was enough, to, you know, to get them over there. And you know, maybe. I don't know that 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 Broncos team is quarterback play not working. Go ahead. Uh, Chiefs. DJ said ten and six. MG said eleven and five. Okay, so we both expected them to be good, and they were. Raiders. You both said nine and seven. Yeah, they exceeded expectations. Yeah, that's that's accurate. And the Chargers. You both said five and eleven. That on. I got a question about the Chargers because I think uh, you both had when you did your. Uh, Top tens for QBs. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's, I what's, what's I, up with Philip Rivers? And before you, when you said I have a question about the Chargers, I knew it was going to be Philip Rivers, and I didn't even know. The, I to answer your question, I don't know. I I I don't know. Everybody, you know, a lot of people tell you they have an opinion on it. I have no clue. I don't. DJ, do you? Nah, I don't either. I mean, <laughs> like, because you'll watch the dude right, and you'll be like, wow, and then you'll be like, what the hell? He 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 doesn't have much either. No. He doesn't. He, 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 he don't have a lot out there. He takes his chances, you know, especially when they down. And, Cause he's a guy that got confidence in his arm. So when you, when you got confidence in your arm and you down and you need to make plays, you try to make plays and end up going the other way. And that's I don't feel, but I feel, I don't feel like Drew Brees, for example, has a lot in uh, New Orleans, you know? No. And, and he I don't still feel like has Drew Brees five. Brees Drew Brees ever had a lot. Drew Brees actually does. Right now? Drew Brees is one of the fastest receivers yeah, yeah, in the yeah, league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the I mean, rookie Thomas weapons. from they're Ohio weapons. State had a great year. Okay. They're weapons. Sneed, he he has weapons. They're he weapons. Yeah. They're weapons. I, I, I'm with you. I, you know, 
all I can say about Philip Rivers, right? Every week he breaks some sort of record and he has these numbers that you're like, you know, that's pretty impressive. You know, like, oh, this week he just passed John Elway for something. This mm-hmm. week he just been like some pretty big names, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that he's he's breaking records of. Um, people much smarter than me and know the game much better than me say that he's really good. I, I'll defer to them. I mean, I, I feel like so, so many times I've seen four interception games from Philip Rivers that. You just be like, whoa. And that being said, I, I don't really remember over his career him having a ton of weapons. It feels like it's just been him and Antonio Gates forever. He had Vincent Jackson for a while. You know, he had Ladanian Tomlinson obviously as a running back. I, I don't know. I, I I have no idea what to make of Philip Rivers as a career. We thought they go five eleven, and they went five and eleven. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think much of the Chargers. I I I do have to believe. Let, let's put it this way. Like if the Raider, if the Redskins get their hands on Phillip Rivers, I'd say do it. You know, like I think Phillip Rivers is a real quarterback. I I do think that. I I think if Phillip Rivers is in a Redskins uniform next year, I feel good about that. If Phillip that, Rivers that was in Denver, they win a Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree with that. All right. Um. AFC North Ravens. Uh. DJ said five and eleven. MG said six and ten. They went eight and eight. I think. Yeah, I I feel comfortable. I'm fine with that. I I feel like that's where they were. Um, Bengals. You both said eleven and five. Yeah, they yeah. were bad. Yeah, they really they, they really, really were bad. Yeah. Browns. You both said six and ten. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was we generous. Expect, no, I, I think we were expecting uh, RG three. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what do you what do you feel right now? Is RG three experiment though? just done? I, I'd, I'd give no, him another I thought, year. I, I thought he, I thought he played well. I thought he played well the last, the last, um, you know, game or two. I, I my, from my, my thing has shifted now. Before I, I had a wait and see. Let's see what we're going, what, what he can be. I think there's, I, I think that my concern with him isn't whether he can play. I don't think he can stay healthy for. I think if you can even get six games out of RG three, I mean, like this dude just gets hurt. I also think if he, if he goes to Denver instead of going to Cleveland, different. All totally the way around. He, yep. His his whole career yep. is is, is yep. No 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 if ands or buts about it. Steelers, you both said ten and six. Okay. Eleven and five. So we're right there. So, we, but we predicted the Bengals to win the division. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they'd won it a good, good, like almost three or four years in a row. Okay. AFC South Texans, you both said eight and eight. This was just an awful division. Uh huh. Colts, uh, DJ said nine and seven. MG said ten and six. Okay. Jaguars, you both said five and eleven. They're bad. We said we were. So, uh, Titans, DJ said seven and nine. MG said four and twelve. This whole division, I think, stinks. And the only thing I'll say about this division is, I think the Titans are. What did I say? Four and nine. four and twelve. Four and twelve. Yeah, I think the Titans were a much better team than I. Like, if there's a uh, the Texans won the division, so I don't want to take anything away from them. I think Brock Osweiler was awful. I thought Jacksonville was awful. I think the Colts team is, they're going backwards. I think Tennessee was a surprise in that division. They, they might not have won it and that's fine, but I, I think like they have a, they have, the future looks bright in Tennessee. That's it. That was all of them? Yep. Mm-hmm. What were you, now that we went back over those DJ, just something that jumped out of you, just like, wow. I'll, I'll say right there, Tennessee. I think it's a lot better. I'm, you know, it'd have to be the Cowboys, I would think. Cowboys, yes. I feel like the Cowboys are the easy one. I feel like Oakland 
exceeded expectations mm-hmm. in a good way. Um, again, some of these teams, I feel like were exactly where I thought they were going to be. It just didn't li- like the Broncos were exactly what I thought they would be. It just ended up on the wrong side mm-hmm. uh, uh, of a very good division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we said the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins were exactly what I thought they were going to be. It just turned out it was a very down year in that division and in that conference almost. Uh, you know, the Ravens, I felt like they were mediocre at best team. And that's what they ended up being, you know. Anything jumped out to you? I really am questioned about the Colts and what you can do. Uh, I noticed a lot of people, somebody posted something in the sports talk group and was saying something along the lines about Andrew Luck and, you know, whatever the case may be. And is it da-da-da-da? Just as a guess, how do you think Andrew Luck did numbers-wise this year? Because the, the thing that jumps out to me that's really weird is, and I want to say that you chimed in. There's this thing in that he is a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. What do you think Andrew Luck's numbers were this year? Um. Well, I didn't look up Andrew's numbers, mm-hmm. but I, I thought I thought that Jarvis Landry was snubbed from the pro, from the Pro Bowl. So I went and looked at numbers, and I had no idea T. Y. Hilton had the year that he had. So T.Y. Hilton's numbers was going to make me believe that Andrew Luck's numbers was pretty good. Um, he's probably he's probably around forty five hundred, probably around. Remember, he missed one, if not two, games. Definitely missed one. Did he miss two games? They won. Pull up Andrew Luck's games played. Yeah, see, I mean, he missed one for sure mm-hmm. when he went that concussion. But for some reason, I want to say two. But go ahead. Forty-five. Let me let me see, but I mean, I might change that depending on how many games he missed. He played. Two. He missed two games. Two four games. Week ten and week twelve. All right. So I'll say, I'll say he's around forty-one, forty-one hundred yards around. 20. Oh no, he only missed. I'm sorry, he only missed one game. Okay. Say forty-three hundred yards, twenty-nine touchdowns, twelve interceptions, about seven fumbles. Pretty almost dead on to the T. It's uh forty three hundred yards. Forty up forty two forty. Uh huh. Thirty one touchdowns. Yeah. And thirteen interceptions. Thirteen interceptions, which okay. I think is almost identical yeah, to I what say, you said. I say twenty nine. Um, how many fumbles? Um, because he, he do he he does that too. Six. Six. I said six. Okay. So the point being is that when I went and looked at it, because I actually thought he had a, would have called it a down year. And when you ask most people to say it's a down year, you tell me a quarterback who is going to get me in 14 games, 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, so almost three to one touchdown to interception ratio and 4,000 plus yards in a down year. And hold on. The team led the NFL in drops. And sacks. So he, he also got a lot of those Blake Bortles stats this year too. And I was I was I was saying that early in the year. But the I difference was he was coming back going and winning. game by game. A few of them. They were coming back them, and winning. He won eight games. I mean he didn't win a, Matt, a Matthew Stafford did it last year. Almost exactly the exact same numbers almost. Yeah. They're they're not a good team. That division is not a good division. And I do hope I think Tennessee is gonna be okay. So he should really shred that division. Not with that. Not if his team. I don't think any of those teams are good. The, the Texans are 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 a quarterback away. They're they're 
they're ready. They they got a talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think it gets better. Like unless that he gets beat up, dude. He gets beat up a lot. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's going bad. I like Tennessee. I I, I they they were a bright spot and. I think the biggest question going into next year, and it might even be nothing, is if Romo can get on one of these teams. The, the Dallas, Tex, excuse me, um, Denver, Texans. Giants. Gi- yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. But you ask yourself, I don't even know if mathematically from a cap standpoint, if the Texans can just one year in to Brock Oswald. I think he counts like $24 million against the cap next year. Yeah. So I don't even know. I think they're stuck. You're just stuck with them. Yeah. So I guess you say Denver, and yeah. then you ask yourself if you're if you're uh, Jerry Jones, do you want to almost like you're gonna have to fix them? Do you want you know like only, well, only thing Jerry as 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 a friend of Tony look like look at him like a son. Maybe what he can do is pull off some kind of trade just to be like man, give you, you a chance. You my kid, man. I'm gonna give you a chance. He earned it. I mean, which is, I, you know, everybody hates him on that. I don't have a problem with that. He did. Tony Romo did everything he was asked to do. He really did. And for I a love, long, I love him. And, and for a long time, he was, you know, he was working with not much. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the playoffs and then we get out of here. Pull up those teams. I haven't even looked. It was, go ahead. We can go straight to the first matchups. Miami goes into Pittsburgh. Is that the Pittsburgh. first one? Yes. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'm sorry I paused. Miami already beat them once this year. I, I, I have no idea what the hell Miami's doing in the playoffs, <laughs> bro. None. Give me, give me Pittsburgh, too. Let me ask you this. Tannehill or Cousins? Cousins. 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 Okay. Tannehill's making a pretty penny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Detroit at Seattle. 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 New York at Green Bay. DJ. Going with your heart or your head. We, we, That's a coin flip because, again, I, I we've like been there, We've been there twice in one. I told you, I, I think Green Bay is a lot of hype right now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is just so damn good. He is. He our, is. Def- our defense has been playing great. Like, Giants, man. <laughs> Giants, I mean, if, if Eli don't throw two interceptions, we win. I, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is Superman, and I just, I, I think that's it's too much. It's too much. Give me the Giants. Mm. Uh, Give you the Giants. Yeah. That being said, like if we're sitting here next week and um, you know, the Packers beat them, I wouldn't be surprised at all because me I mean yeah. that that's you know you don't want to bet against Aaron Rodgers. They're, I think, they're on the road too. Yeah, yeah I just, going yeah, absolutely. I just think the Giants are a much better football team. Oh shit! I forgot. Um, the the Raiders got to go to Houston. Yeah, I hate when stuff like this happens. I hate it, right? Because it's not because the Raiders, right? Like this one, you say the te- here's the thing. There's two teams that we say Texans don't even belong in the playoffs. Yeah. And now the Raiders don't have their starting quarterback. Raiders should have been getting home field advantage. Right. So it's like now we're watching a team that doesn't belong in the playoffs versus a team that doesn't have the quarterback who got them to the playoffs. But this is this is what happened last year yes. in Cincinnati. Yes. And guys asked for Lovey Smith job, and I'm like, for uh, I'm Marvin, Lewis. Marvin, Marvin Lewis, yeah. La Marvin Lewis job. But I'm like, last year, this guy going to the playoffs, I won a division, and they still almost beat Pittsburgh. And then for some stuff that they want to blame him, 
Yeah, without Andy Dalton. You want to blame him for what Burfick do or what Pac-Man do? You can't blame that man for that. I feel like the same things happened to the Texans, though, about three or four years ago when it was their turn to win. When they had that window and they had like 13 wins and then their back, their starting quarterback and their backup quarterback yeah. got hurt. And they, I think they ended up winning a playoff game with, uh, I'm trying to remember what the guy's name was, is the quarter, the third string quarterback, uh, a couple of years back. Remember when Arian Foster and everything was going good for them and that, that defense was elite and all of that. I think it was, quarterback is. it was a third string quarterback. Uh, cause remember the backup was, uh, the USC boy. Was it Matt Liner? Matt Liner was the backup and he came in and got hurt right after Matt Schaub got hurt. I don't remember who that was. Okay. Um, that no, being said, Texas I have seven and one at home this year. If, if Matt Schaub, if, excuse me, if, um, Derek Carr, if Carr is playing, I don't, this is a no brainer. For me too. Now it's like, I have no idea. I don't know who this quarterback is. So I don't, I don't really know. You know what? I know the quarterback isn't Brock Osweiler, so I will go with the Raiders. Mm. That's Se- tough, right? Seven and one at home. Raiders playing without, without Carr. Brock, if, Brock, if the Texans said today, I believe that's what I read. That that Brock Osweiler was going to be the starter. He's starting. Brock's yes. starting. I, I I can't get up. I I think he's. I I don't know. But JJ was playing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, really? I should just put him in a quarterback. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they should give him a shot at quarterback. I, I don't know. What are you saying? I feel like Hooch is going to win, but I don't think they deserve it. I don't either. And you know what? I think I think you're right too. I think the Texans are going to win. They're at home. It's a playoff game, seven one at home. Um, who is the Raiders quarterback? <laughs> I don't know. Mick something with an M. A one. Who's that? Click on it. Coin. I don't. I don't know who this kid is. Raiders to stand. Oh, Davis Murray. McGloin. McGloin. Yeah, I. I don't even know who he is. I, yeah, Hell, I guess the Texans, right? I just should they roll with Matt McCloin or Connor Cook? Or Connor Cook. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta pick one, bro. No, I'm I'm picking Houston. Okay, I'll pick Houston with this. I hate when this happens, man. Yeah, that's unfair. I mean, last year I wasn't as mad because I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is always fun for the playoffs, but I don't think Houston deserves. No, deserves I, I definitely don't think Houston deserves to be there, and and I don't think the Raiders minus. Uh, Derek Carr deserved to be there either. I mean, that, that, you know, that is that. But there's some other guys on the, the Raiders team that's played their butt off this year, you know. Mm, Mack. Khalil Mack, boy. Yeah. Monster. Khalil Mack. That offensive Mack, line has yeah. done, has done them wonders. Uh, yeah. you know, Crabtree and Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just feel, I really felt like the team played better without Brock Osweiler. Yeah. That's a really tough game to pick. Um, the Cowboys, real deal? Um, yeah, they are. I, I mean, I think the Giants just might be their kryptonite this year, but the Cowboys are good. Okay. And AFC, any reason to think anything other than the same old, same old? Nah, I'm, uh, nah, right? Nah. I, I feel like, I feel like New England dodged a bullet with, uh, if I'm New England, Denver. I'm happy Denver's not Denver, in there. Yeah. It depends on what, if Kansas City can, if Kansas City can get there. We don't have to go to Kansas City. That, that's If I'm New England, that's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking. Like, you know, by getting back in time and getting a week off and getting home field, it's a, we're, now we're asking ourselves, do you believe that any – no Derek Carr, the question becomes, do you believe any team 
that's in the AFC can go to Foxborough in January and get a W, and my answer would be no. No. I'm, I would believe in Denver. I'm really tired of this story. <laughs> it's getting old, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's just like, you know, there, there's a handful of teams that you say, you know, Seattle, the Giants, Denver. But how crazy and, and it's just it like Tom nah. Brady and Eli met up again. I feel like they'll kill us. Like, <laughs> something. You can't just keep being them. You can't just keep. keep yeah, nah. Back. Yeah. They, they, they're gonna be, they'll be pissed off for this one. They can't just keep letting this man, this man be here, man. I, I, but how ironic would that story be though? Like, that we start, Tom Brady starts the year off on a four game suspension. And this time last year, all we're talking about is deflated footballs and cheating. And then I do my four game suspension. I come, I mean, the dude finished with, 20 something, two interceptions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and then you just do the Super Bowl again. It's just like, now what? You know what I mean? And, and again, I, I, I really feel like they got a big help by Denver. Yeah. Uh, not being there. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that helps them. Another team that's always played them tough than just Ravens didn't get, you know, they're not in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are teams that one aren't scared of New England. Mm-hmm. Have played them tough over the year, and they don't have to face either one of them. If if I'm New England, the only team that even stands a chance is Pittsburgh on that side of the ball, yeah. and Pittsburgh would have to come to them. Yeah, yeah, it looks like more of the same. Just get get right back there. And you I gotta, just gotta really hope if they they face somebody like Kansas City and it's absolutely freezing or a blizzard or something outside. Yeah, I mean, where it takes away some of that some of that stuff they do. Going into Foxborough, bro, like I said, there's there's three teams. There's a handful of teams you're picking, and none of them are on that side of the uh of the, of the tournament right mm-hmm. now. Like just none so of them. When you when you playing, if it's crazy windshield yeah. out there, or it's freezing outside, you know. I, I'm not trusting Alex Smith. If it was in if it's in Kansas City, yeah, but that's you know that that there they go. Mm-hmm. Um, great season. Is there anything else you want to say about the NFL season? A one anything? NFL or just in general? Uh, in general, before we get out of here, um, I, I do have a little something I want to throw at you guys. Um, I got a few sporting events from the last calendar year since we're in a new year, and I kind of want to have you guys rank them whatever way you want. Uh, I guess maybe see which ones kind of resonated with you. Um, Golden State winning 73 games, uh, Cavs beating the Warriors in the finals, Kobe scoring 60 in his final game, Peyton Manning retiring, winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Cubs winning the World Series. Uh, what else do I got? Villanova beating North Carolina in the NCAA championship. Um, it's a lot to remember. <laughs> Ronda Rousey getting knocked out. Way to end the, uh, end the year. And last one is Alabama. Um, in the same calendar year wins the NCAA championship and um, goes to another NCAA championship for their fifth appearance in eight years. The biggest story to me out of there is not even close, and it's uh, the Cubs win the World Series. They haven't won a World Series in 108 years. That one, that <laughs> I one, mean, like that's one of the last for me because I absolutely. I mean, that's because you. But see, I don't, yeah, but that's but if you're for I, me, I'm like uh, Ronda Rousey yeah. and the Cubs is like at the end for me. Nah, but if you, but if, if you, if you're being. Uh, you know that an you're objective. being an objective sports fan. Right. I mean, I, and, and in terms of what I care about, yes. But in terms of you, I mean, the Cubs winning is 
It's 100 years. And it's a city. And it's one of the most popular franchises in yeah, all of sports. Their team is better than other teams, yeah. and they win. Um, Cle- what about Cleveland? Cleveland, Cleveland was, was yeah, it just as long? No, Cleveland's damn near like half as long. Yo, 108 years though. <laughs> NBA hasn't even been around 108 years, man. <laughs> like, uh, so I'm gonna say the 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 Cubs thing, and I just just because me, you know, I just like sports stories. Cubs thing is the biggest sports story up there. It's gonna be the biggest sports story for a while. Cleveland's right there. It's it's Cleveland. LeBron's return, cool. Uh, I feel like LeBron's return and winning the ring almost. Negates the Golden State seventy three kind of like I mean the Golden State won seventy three but oh, he didn't win a title so mm-hmm. it's, it's if if they had done both like one back to back one seventy three won a title mm-hmm. that would have been a bigger story for me but once 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 they lost I feel like that almost becomes an I don't want to say irrelevant story but it's an irrelevant story um. KD going to Golden State's a huge story for me. Alabama's more of Alabama. It's hard for me to say the Alabama thing is about to win another one. Right. And it'll probably win one after that too. You know, so that's to me is right. I put the Alabama almost up there with UConn women has won 100 games in a row. That's, that's more of the same. You're adding stuff, man. You got enough. No, no, I'm just saying that to me it's more, to me it's more of the same. Uh, Villanova was a good game. I, I don't, I don't, what were they ranked? What what seed were they? Were they something I ridiculously low? I didn't see the game. I was on a plane. So. I, I didn't have a horse in the race there. It was a good game. It was a really good game. It was a great ending. Um, what were the other ones? Um, Kobe. Kobe scoring sixteen. Huge. That was yeah. that was huge. That was huge. Um, the Peyton Manning thing. Like in an achievement career, but it wasn't like he did anything in the game, you know, or had, or really had done anything that's, that's in a while. So it's it's good that he ended. It, 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 everything got really weird there at the end for Peyton. There was that little stupid um. Well, he lost his job, right? You know, his job's about benching him. Uh, couldn't throw the ball more than ten yards because his next thing was messed up. Then the book thing came out. Then the little rumors about the that foolishness about the guy saying he gave him P- HDH, and then on top of all that, he just wasn't Peyton Manning anymore and throwing the ball. Um, Kobe sixty one was that day. Just certain things you remember, mm-hmm. and I remember that buzz. I remember it was the same day that Golden State won seventy three, and it wasn't even close. What yeah. was the biggest story? Yeah. Like, wasn't even. Close. It's one of the weird things that at my job we closed. I stayed 45 minutes after, watched it, and listened to all of the um, post-game uh, locker room report in the car on the way home. Got home and watched another hour of the press conference. He was answering questions in Spanish. He was answering questions in Italian. It was, I thought to me that was huge. That was, I forgot about that one. That was, that was huge. That was really, that, that was big for me. Mm-hmm. You can go, DJ. Um, for me, the top one probably be Cleveland. Cle- Cleveland winning. Um, I thought they were done. The 3 1. Uh, yeah, I thought they were done after 3 1. I mean, I think Cleveland's a good team and they definitely have the talent to, to win it just as much as, I thought they probably had more overall talent than go to go to state. Really, I just thought go to state play play better together. 
So Golden State, you know, will win. And, you know, he brought them back from 3-1, along with that city not having a title. And um, and my guy, my guy T. Lou, being, being his first year, you know, coach, he's looking for because he was who knows if, if David Blatt, if David Blatt, you know, finishes the year and they win, you know, he might have go got paid to coach somewhere else this year and not and been on a sorry team. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and who knows what happened. You'd be on a sorry team after a few years and, and, and you're gone. But now he's he took over a team. He's got a title on his resume. He got a title on his resume. Could get another one this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like, you know, he can cruise cru- cru- his right? career out, you know, and, and end up being a really, you know, good, respectable coach. I thought that was that was good. Just to, uh, hold on, I'm going to let you go right back to that. But just think about that. Like you said, Blatt wins the title. Lou absolutely gets another job. And his first gig is the Sixers, the so-and-so. The Wizards. The Wizards. You get three more years of losing, mm-hmm. and then you're fired. And mm-hmm. you're Brian Shaw, mm-hmm. Nuggets, mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, versus... This happens, title, maybe two titles. Right. If nothing least, after three years, you'll have three NBA finals. Of, you're supposed to. Right. Supposed to, right place, right time. He's got two rings, whatever the hell his resume mm-hmm. says. He's locked and loaded. Right. Go, that, that's, and, that's just crazy. And, and Black got fired off of, uh, Golden State blowing out the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that, that's just crazy how that works. The, you know, the, that, that little of a difference, right mm-hmm. place, right time, your yeah. career goes, I mean, Steve Kerr is reviewing two jobs: the Knicks job, Golden State job. What if he says, "I'm gonna go with Phil Jackson yeah. and I and I'm, and I'm the Knicks coach"? Right. I, <laughs> What's it? What, what? Right. Now, and I'm thinking, why wouldn't Steve Kerr go to New York with his man? Right. Great decision, Steve. <laughs> like, great decision. I mean, great decision. Yeah. Go ahead. So next for me, um, probably probably Kobe. Um, even, even, even though, for all the reasons you say, even though, you know, the season was a wash, he was, he was, he was done. This was, this was his last game though. So this is his last game and he had a bet with Shaq about getting 50 or something. And, you know, we sitting there watching the game. And like you say, the go to state game was on too. We didn't pay no mind. DJ, so the world yeah. was watching. Yeah. Like, they were in the last place. Yeah. He made it a Super Bowl event. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, this was the game that Jay-Z beyond, like any, this was the game to be at. Like you got tickets to the game, mm-hmm. you know, people paid, it was a Super Bowl. He mm-hmm. turned it into a Super Bowl. And, 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 and my, my, my little brother had bet somebody before the year started, early the year that Kobe would score 40 this year. I forgot he had bet a certain amount of money. He scored 40 this year. And he had 38 one time and, <laughs> and I think he had got close, but, had, but ain't quite get it. So we, as he watched this game, I'm like, man, hey, Bo, he about to get 40. And he just kept going. And, and what's so ironic about the game is they wasn't letting him. No. They was even double teaming him. And I'm like, and, I, and I'm getting mad at guys on Utah. I'm like, man, okay, I ain't saying let him score. But if you're supposed to be a good defender, just play defense on him. I, they I, literally doubling him. Up until a certain part of the game. Utah had a chance to make the playoffs. Remember, mm-hmm. I I think they either got eliminated right before the game started, or like a team had lost. Because remember, they, they played at ten thirty, and then Utah was uh, eliminated. But like Utah going up to that day was 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 fighting for that last um, playoff spot. Okay, go ahead. Well, um, 
So, so, so yeah, all this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, why are they doubling this guy, man? Let this, he going to get 50 on, on y'all. Just play your defense. But like I say, they're really trying to get the ball out of his hand. Like they don't want him to have a good game. And he's, despite all that, I felt like he just kind of blacked out. He just was hitting the shot and hitting the shot. I'm like, dang, he looked tired. That's thing I know he's hitting more shots. And now he's coming on the clutch making shots. I'm like, you couldn't, like he said after the game, man, you couldn't even draw it up. You know, like, like this. And that's, that was a, that was a, that was a hell of a way to go out. And, you know, that's, that's all we've always been a big fan of, of him. And I, and I, and I hated to see how the season went for him. And, um, I, but I love the way he, he, he went out. That was, that was, that was a great game to watch. Well, one thing that Will can say about every NBA great, starting with Michael Jordan, it'll be a trivia question. How many points did Michael Jordan score in his last game? I don't know. No idea. How many points did Larry Bird score? I don't know. Insert name here. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we will forever know how many Kobe had his last game. That that's gonna be you know it's it's gonna be like it's up there with the Mike's fit double nickel in the garden when he came back out of retirement. Mm-hmm. You know it's like one random game that didn't mean anything that everybody knows right. your point total for. Right. The 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 next one for me, um, might be. Might be Peyton. Even though, even though he didn't, he didn't have, you know, a great year. But we, we seen this year without him, you know, how, how, how the team's doing. It's, and it, sometimes not all about the numbers. Is he getting everybody in the right spots where they're supposed to be? Sometimes the throw's not there. And I mean, they even had, he even had a lot of drops last year too, along with, you know, some of the, some of the missed throws, but he, Brock Osweiler wasn't winning the Super Bowl with that team. Peyton, Peyton had to be there, you know, to, to do that, even with, you know, the defense they had and just with everything he's done over his career. And the, the, a few years ago, he threw, you know, 55 touchdowns and ended up, you know, losing to, to Seattle. And, you know, a lot of them things, cause maybe cause I look at him with a biased eye sometimes, but a lot of those things, I can tell you places wasn't his fault in. You know, with interceptions and a lot of that stuff get blamed on him. I'm glad he went out the way he went out on the Super Bowl. Now he can say he he, he got two. Um, what else we had? We got Golden State, Villanova, Golden State, Villanova, Alabama. Alabama. Um, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah, but you know, I I do I do I don't want to take away from the Cubs thing. I'm just not a baseball fan like that. So I mean, I didn't even I didn't even know that. Um, good for them. I'm, I'm glad they, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they finally, a hundred and something years. Though. 108. Yeah. That's, that's rough. Um, was though that the team they were playing was Cleveland. And there's like 60 something. And that seems like nothing compared to yeah. 108. Yeah. Yeah. Rousey. No. She's last probably on that. You know, Alabama is just a great organization. They're going to continue to win. I, w- I was very impressed by the 73 wins by, by, by Golden State. Um, it's sad that it came, it came down, you know, to them losing, but I love Golden State. I love watching Golden State. They're, they're, they're a great team. Steph Curry hurt his hate. It's really weird, right? But that's, that's part of it. When you get, when you get to a certain level, that's, that's going to happen. I, Curry just strikes me as one of them dudes that I, if you say you don't like him, it just sounds like something's personal there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love, I love Curry and how, and especially how unselfish he is. You know, I mean, he's probably the most unselfish superstar. It's like he don't care about being a superstar. 
And he's fun to watch. You think it's, it's specifically Curry hate or Golden State hate? Nah, Curry gets, psh. man, this dude, you'll be like, name this, uh, people who'll tell you that some random guy, you know, I'll give me, uh, Michael Carter Williams over stuff, like, and he'll be like, what? And he'll be like, no, man, he's, you know, he's a better and defender. Like right now, especially like right now, like they really have taken Steph out of the conversations of, you know, top players. And he, he's not even starting an all-star game now. And, yep. Yeah. And people, people want to, all of a sudden, when it comes to Steph Curry, everybody acts like he's the first superstar who doesn't, who's not a lockdown defender. You, you know what I mean? And, or as if, or for some reason, as if James Harden, James Harden out there in guard, nobody. You, you know, but, but nobody mentions that. But when it comes to Steph Curry, you know, it's like, yeah, he, he can do this, but he can't guard anybody. There's a lot of Steph Curry hate out there. A lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean, if Steph, if Steph really wanted to go out there and, you know, average them 12 assists, he could. He's yeah. out there playing basketball. He's not playing for stats. He's out there having fun. He's shooting the ball from half court and he's just out there just really just having fun. It's not even about numbers he's just trying to win games win guys games are literally playing for their stats i 100 percent agree and and we seen um we didn't get it you know what we didn't say um these numbers now uh hard 51 17 17 i'm not i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna um i don't like watching hard and play a lot of times because i mean but a lot of guys do that westbrook do it starting to do it a lot too now guys is and they that acting when somebody's shooting you close to them, they flailing their arms and kicking their hands and putting a rep in position to call fouls is absolutely not fouls. Y'all already good enough, but you don't need to get that extra. Beat, beat the guy, score. If you go strong, they're gonna foul you. They doing the extra stuff. And um, but that game Harden had was unbelievable. He, nah, he shot fifty percent, and it is. I can't it is. That one. But I it, see it. But it, it's numbers. starting to be every night between him and the other guy. I don't even want to say it. it, it, it their numbers are pursued. 51 and 17, 17. I mean, I'm sure he didn't aim set out to say, I'm going to do 51, 17, and 17. No. The rebounds for me is what's but, but But these dudes, like this whole idea that going into the year, Westford Westbrook was going to have this F Durant campaign going on, mm-hmm. and he was going to prove the world what? That I was just going to rack up a ton of ridiculous numbers, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. And this idea that everybody's like, see, soldier. Who didn't think that Russell Westbrook can put up eye-popping numbers? Everybody said once Kevin Durant made his decision to leave, everybody said, "Okay, well, well, Russell's going to have the triple double now." Now they didn't, right? They probably didn't know it'll be, right. it'll be reality. Yeah, but everybody in yeah. their head was like, "Okay, he's probably you know close to having the triple double." And, and when you watch those two players play, you can tell numbers are in mind. And like you said, I don't think Steph Curry gives one damn lick about what those numbers are. Me neither. Not a lick. He looks happy. His body language looks fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I agree with you. Yeah, like 14 points the other day. He's over there having to go time. <laughs> right. Right. About it. right. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that's. And even I, last year with him leading the league and scoring and stuff, you know what I mean? Games, they literally just sat down the fourth quarter. And you still, you know what I mean? You don't care about that. I just never really seen it. Yes. That, I mean, that alone, just how many times that he sits down. Mm-hmm. And I, I just never got the feeling that he cares about it. And I, and I do feel like. Those two and other names out there are just really concerned about numbers, yeah. and people are people as a whole are really starting getting overly concerned. And the same with LeBron. LeBron can go out there and, and and really try to get get the triple double every single game. To me, what makes LeBron impressive, like we said, is that the numbers that he does get without trying. Yeah. The fact that I we've gone on record several times. I don't consider him 
an elite score. He's going to finish top five all time in scores. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn impressive, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that that that's pretty impressive. That that that's the type of stuff you say. Wow, this this dude is, is special. This dude is really special. Mm-hmm. All right, um, that was a good show. Got a lot to talk about. Hadn't talked in a while. Um, again, if you didn't get a chance to hear us at the beginning of the show, please make sure that you check out our sponsor, SNL Heating and Air Conditioning. That's S L A. IR.org on the website. Phone number 301-807-4268 serving the entire Washington DC area. And again, we thank you for um, catching up to us, catching up with us again for another year. Um, hope everybody had a Who's our contact there? We have a name. That's a good that's a good point. Hey one will have a tour by the end of the year. Stephen Stephen Toward. Stephen Stephen Toward T O W A R D. Stephen Howard, Howard as in that's a Howard one. with a T. That's a new one. Stephen okay. Howard. We added that to work. DJ, Got a future <laughs> Next time you see us on the barbershop, might have a little bit of a different look. But uh, just stay out. Just stay out. Uh, keep an eye on it. Make sure you catch up with us. We're uh, under construction. But we'll figure out a format. He's got a whole A1 on keep knocking down our cameras. Yes. That's unreal. Couldn't even make that up. All right, folks. Again, see you guys next week. Great show. Later. <laughs>